0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. This is Ifa Bale. and <clears throat> I'm here to talk. First of all, grab a seat, grab a chair, grab a blanket, grab a pillow, cop a squat, sit right here on the stoop back here, get you some tea, some coffee, some juice, some water, some herbal tea. It's three o'clock somewhere, get a drink on. I'm Carl. Today, I'm going to talk about three women. Remember these names. Casey, right? Tiffany, and Ifa Abeo. I'm going to talk about these three women. Now, we can say this conversation can work for both men and women. But right now, I want to talk about these three women. These three women. Casey, Tiffany, and Ifa Abeo. So now, it's being ready to be personal, right? Because I like to let you into my life because one... When people say, well, you know she did this, the first thing folks can say, and it makes my heart flutter. Oh, child, I heard that. You don't listen to her podcast? or You ain't see her live, child? She spoke about that. What else news you got? Because folks love to gossip about you and bring up your dirt. But that ain't why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because maybe this time this story can be shared, and these stories can be shared, and it'll save someone's life. That's the reason why. I tell you my experience. So you too... Don't have to go down that road. I don't want you to. If I tell you there's a hole at the end of the block, I don't, my job is, I, listen, I'm not here in your business. I'm not here to count your pockets. I'm not here to worry about who you're sleeping with. But I want you to be cautious. Remember the experience. You don't got to like me. It's okay. Shit, sometimes I wake up and don't like myself. But at the end of the day, listen to the message. That's what I'm portraying to you. So, the first one I'm going to talk about is Casey. Now, this has to do with relationships, thirsty, not doing the work, all of that. Because we, we deal with that. Oh, we want a boyfriend or a mate so goddamn bad, we'll take anybody. Oh, the first time we see somebody and they tell us we're pretty or, you know, they might have on gray sweatpants. Hint, hint. Or, oh, my God, I saw him with his baby and he just... Lo- Listen. But if you don't do that work of healing yourself, of loving yourself, and I ain't talking about just enough so you can fool social media or fool your family. No, she healing. No, baby. You got to go deep and get that infection out. Some shit y'all been holding on to since y'all were babies. And some of y'all niggas is older than dirt. Now, some of y'all are just thirsty, right? And these three women did just enough, but they ain't healed. Some of them didn't have a chance. To even fully heal some of them learned a fucking valuable lesson that they will carry with them for the rest of their life okay the first one is casey now i met casey when i was in atlanta georgia casey was a beautiful girl was oh my god casey was beautiful we all love casey Young, very sweet, wasn't, you know, disrespectful, but if you took her there, she'll go there. But very quiet, never bragged about her life, you know, and she didn't want to be by herself. Casey wanted a partner, no matter how beautiful she was, because Casey was beautiful. I'm telling you, she was beautiful. You wouldn't. You would see this girl and be like, "Girl, you got men at your fucking feet. Why are you lying?" And I'm talking about people would come, guys would come in the store just to stare at her. They'd bring her lunch, child. I loved it because I had the benefit of sharing with her, honey. They would give her money. They would tip her. Like they gave her everything. But Casey wanted a relationship. Casey wanted love. And this one dude, baby, this one dude, he was he was gorgeous. And he played this role of the man of her dreams. No lie. Casey, oh my God, she was head over heels. She would post him. You know, back then we had Yahoo and MySpace. So, you know, I'm going way back. And she would post him. She would, oh my God. She just knew she found the man of her dreams. He would come up and bring her lunch and... Let me tell y'all this, right? No shade. Anytime Casey would get stuff from people, I, me and uh, Toya and all of us, we would share. But it was something about this dude. Mind you, he would bring her food and he would bring her stuff. We didn't eat that. I'm telling you, when Egon, when your ancestors know some shit, follow your mind. I'm serious. Anytime Casey would have stuff, like guys would go in your pizzas, they would bring up food, you know, for restaurants and stuff. And this guy, would we'll bring stuff and we wouldn't eat it. I don't know why till this day. I still don't know. And I remember when she said, Oh, I got enough. Y'all want some? Me and Toya said at the same time, we was like, Nah, that's for you, girl. But anybody else? Oh my God. We would eat the shit out of that food. We'd we be like, Casey, you skinny. You don't eat this. You don't eat all this because I was thick. Toya was kind of thick. Oh, You know, everybody else. But we wouldn't eat that food, no matter fucking what. And even as I sit here now and I think about it, I'm still baffled, but I'm forever grateful. Because even back then, somebody was watching over us. When I tell you, God take care of baby's foods, baby, we was a fool, but we weren't crazy. And we didn't know why. I'm telling you for the life of me, we didn't know why. So she started dating him. They got together. They hooked up, she was so happy. I remember the day they went out, they went to the hotel. Oh my God. And so K- he conned Casey, not con, but he convinced her let I me, mean, that's a better word, to quit. He convinced her to quit. He said, no, you because Casey was also a stripper, you know, So she worked there at the shop part- time. So he convinced her to quit it all and to go back to school, which was amazing. Amazing, which was amazing. We were all happy, like, girl, you found you a good one, all right. <sighs> months later, down the down the road, not even months, I could say it was a year. It was a year and maybe a few weeks. Casey died. The guy that she was dating had AIDS. He must have kept himself up. Casey died. She didn't have AIDS. Because everybody was like, she didn't have AIDS. So that's what they was trying to say. You know, some people were like, well, she must have been sick before then. She was skinny. Mm
1: -mm. Uh -uh. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm.
0: Mm-mm. And he, he, he came out. Another girl brought him out saying how he was going around fucking women and stuff and using them and making them sick. And I remember a few years back, if you recall, it was a DJ that was in um, South Carolina and North Carolina at age two. You didn't think he was. And he was infecting women. That shit is premeditated murder. We were devastated. Casey's no longer here. We were devastated. We were upset. We were hurt because we... We knew she was happy, but we also knew something wasn't right. But how do you tell your friends that? Because when a person is all in or they just know this they man or whatever, and you don't do a research, you don't check on this person, you don't ask questions, you just automatically. And I tell people this because I learned this from with Casey. We're quick to go to our friends and talk about the person we're dating and sleeping with. And we're quick to say, oh, I, you know, I don't trust him like that. But you would lay with him with no condoms, no protection, no nothing. Y'all ain't going to get an HIV test together. Y'all didn't go and get checked out together. Y'all didn't get none of that. To have that conversation of how's your health? You know, it's sad. We talk about everything else, but the two things we don't talk about when it comes to a relationship is money and their fucking health status. What, what is your health status? How many heifers or guys or girls have you slept with raw? Do you use a condom? Like we don't want those conversations. No girl. uh uh-uh, uh, I trust him. You trust him with the very life he didn't even give you. And you allow him to take it away. Now understand the elders when they said, don't allow someone that don't have anything have you lose everything. And that young lady lost everything. She lost her very life. So when I say everything, I mean her life. That's when I found out that when you have HIV or AIDS, back then, they wouldn't bury you in the ground. Not at all. You couldn't go in that ground. They thought you was going to contaminate the earth. I said, what? But it was. It was a sad thing. But when you want something so bad and you don't want to do the work to heal, that's what you will get. That's what you will get. (laughs) Now we move on to Tiffany. Tiffany was a good, good friend. Mm -hmm. Tiffany also wanted a relationship. Tiffany wanted spirituality. Tiffany was doing the things she was doing. But Tiffany, like a lot of y'all, did just enough so she can get a man. She didn't do enough to fool the world. She did just enough so she can get a man. But what happens when you cover up a sewer and it don't get no air? It start getting affected. Starts going down in your bloodstream. Start getting sick. Start getting a rotten smell. Yeah, yeah. So she did just enough so she can get a mate, a partner, a man. And she got one. Yeah, she got one. She got one, honey. She got one. And when I tell you, this motherfucker was a doozy. He had a more fool. Had a whole new different life. He had a more fool. Everybody. Even me. Until when you start educating yourself. That's why they tell you. When you educate yourself, hard for a motherfucker to fool you, right? Because now you don't have a problem with asking a question. So started educating, started reading, started talking to people, you know? Tiffany went by this brother's word. Whatever he said, yo, don't talk to people. She ain't talk to nobody. Not me. (laughs) See, the difference between me and her, she was fucking him. I wasn't. I ain't crazy. And no, I didn't even see him like that. He was more or less like my godfather, so... Uh, I would ask questions. I would read a book and read. I would go. You, I stayed in the library. Let me tell you, I was at two libraries. The one on Jamaica Avenue and bookstores and Barnes and Nobles on 14th Street over there. I stayed there. I stayed inside there reading books, grabbing books. I stayed in the city. Oh, my God. If I ran to someone spiritual, I had conversations, Right? And I wanted to know. So the first thing I asked, cause I didn't know, was, do you sleep with your God kids, right? And they were like, no, that's taboo. That's like your mother and father, that's incest. Nothing nothing good will come out of the house, of that, that spiritual house or that spiritual community. I was like, real. so they started explaining and explaining. So we were all sitting around and I was like, you know, you gave us this information. You told us the rules of your house. How you get to sleep with your God kids? Then I became the outcast. I became the troublemaker. I became the problem. But this one is not about me. It's about Tiffany. So Tiffany was a good girl raised from a good home. Tiffany, you know, she had her her, her traumas and her triggers and, you know, her dark side But she didn't want to heal those. She wanted to heal the part of the hurt that ex-boyfriends gave her. So she wanted a man. So she tried to say and convince the world that you, you can heal just the part of you being able to have a relationship. Well, that makes about enough sense if you have a table and all four legs are broken. And here you only fixing one the shit is still going to crash. You can't put nothing on it cause it's weak. It is going to fall, but she convinced herself. So she got that. She got this dude. Oh my God. He's amazing. He's knowledgeable. He's initiated. So we thought he is everything. He was a scam artist. He was crazy. He had a lot of issues. And he left her with a kid. And that was crazy. He left her with a baby. He had, he, her and the other girl had a baby at the same time. Both of their babies are the same age. When you are so welcoming, and you are so open, and you are so, yeah, I'm going to say it, thirsty to be with somebody, that the very red flags that you see, you think it's fucking decorations for a party. So, you ignore all of that and you just go straight for it. Because, no, and the crazy part is, everywhere we went that was spiritual, they spoke about him. Every fucking where they went, and none of these people knew him and never met him. And we were in different boroughs and they spoke about him. They was like, listen, the guy that you're messing with, he's a fake, he's a fraud, he's phony, don't do it. And she was like, let me, let me tell you the crazy shit, right? Because denial is a, is a hell of a motherfucking drug. I will tell you that. I speak that from experience, but denial is a hell of a fucking drug. Baby, she named every other dude except for the dude that she was with right now. She was like, you think it's him? Remember when I was going through problems with him? And we would look at her and be like, girl, who are you sleeping with now? Oh, they ain't talking about him because he's spiritual. He's, he's initiated." So initiated people don't have problems? No. Because see, when they get initiated, this was her mentality. When they get initiated, all that stuff is forgiven. Girl, they didn't go into the river and get washed with the blood of the lamb. Like, are you serious? She was like, all that's forgiven. And anyway, his spirits, he said, can't nobody read him. So his spirits block all of that. Child. I said, okay. That was it. That was it. And it was crazy because she, the smartest thing she ever did, right? Some of y'all may say it was creepy. The smartest thing she ever did that whenever he came to her house, she had a computer running and they were being video. So when the girl said, he didn't talk to you because he wound up putting a ring finger, a ring on the other girl's hand, not hers. She said, oh, he said you lied. And she sent her all the videos when he was having sex, when he was coming to her house, all of that. This nigga had a whole family. Get ready to get married and everything. She was not even a jump up. She wasn't even a doorknob. She wasn't even part of the house. She was a rock somewhere out in the middle of the desert. That's how he saw her. And now she has a baby that he don't even claim or go near. She don't even know his real name. Because the name that he told her and the name that he got that his mama birthed him. Two different names, two different identities, two different people. It's real, yeah. So who's she going to take to court? Who's she going to go after? Because the person that she claims is, that ain't his name. That ain't his information. That's not him. And it's crazy because guys will prey on you when you are so Fucking thirsty. Yeah, I'm going to say that. When you're so thirsty. When you are so wanting something so bad. And the crazy part is most of y'all, and I'm going to say it all, because if it don't apply, let it fly. Most of y'all will even bring people around your children. Have your children calling these strangers daddy. Will have your babies sitting with these fucking guys. And then you want to diss the fathers and the grandparents or the other side of the family, because now you done found somebody that you assume is the best, not knowing your ass is still broken. So you got something broken. Because if a dude, let me explain. I ain't talking about a man because a man ain't coming. If a dude, a male, a boy is sitting around your fucking house and it is nasty, filthy, your shit ain't together, they ain't together at all because a man ain't gonna sit in no fucking filth and sit there and be like yeah baby Uh uh-uh that dude came to get exactly what your thirsty ass what is looking for a fool a jump off a rock in the middle of the goddamn desert that's what he want he ain't planning on spending his time with you he don't want you but guess what he's not going to do he's not gonna go to a real woman because she gonna check him at the door Uh uh-uh what is this No, no, no. What's your status? What is your health? What's your mental fucking state? How much money do you have in the bank, Papa? Uh-uh. What are the solutions that we are doing? Are you taking care of your family? Do you have a savings account, a checking account? Are you into stocks and bonds and stocks with dividends? How is your money going? What is your environment? You are always in my house sleeping in my... First of all, let me just go in even deeper. How the fuck you have a man laying with you and your kids in the other room? How the fuck is that? When I saw one of my good, good girlfriends, right? Good, good girlfriends. She was like, yeah, I want you to meet my man. I said, your boy? Because I I don't hold no punches. I don't give a fuck. I said, your boy? She was like, oh, oh my God. And started laughing. I said, okay. This, now her kids, she got teenagers though. Her kids is in the other room getting dressed, all of that. This nigga's laid up in the fucking room. She was like, babes, get dressed. She said, who the fuck is it? Uh-huh. He jumped up. He was like, yeah, what's up? I said, yeah, what's up, player? <laughs> and and walked out. She was like, yeah, girl. He he, all to. First of all. Then I peeped something. I know I wasn't fucking crazy. She got a, a nice-sized daughter. Right? Healthy. I'm going to put it like that. That nigga walked out with his drawers on. Looking at her daughter. I said, we don't wear clothes around here? He was like... Looking at me, I said, I'm looking at her. Because, bitch, this your Section 8 apartment. This ain't his. This nigga's an invite. He ain't even earned nothing. I said, we don't wear clothes around here? Because in here, we wear clothes. She was like, babes, I brought you some pajama pants. He said, I'm only going to the bathroom and get something to drink. I looked at her. I said, I'm not coming back. But best believe when you call me and your daughter or one of them say he violated Bitch, kill yourself. And I walked out. That's a friendship I don't need. Now, y'all can say what you want. Y'all can say what you want. But, um, <clears throat> let me explain this to y'all. That, um, uh, that, uh um, let me explain this to y'all. Y'all can say, oh, I want help. You know, you gotta help them. You got, excuse me, cause I was, um, stopped a, a text. But anyway, y'all can sit there and say, No if I bail, you gotta help them. You gotta no, 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 no. See, until she do the help for herself, there's nothing I can do. Let me tell you. Till she do the help for herself, there's nothing I can do at all. Sometimes we need to get burnt, bust. Abused, all of that. And it's fucked up. It is. It's fucked up. I'm not even going to lie for us to learn a lesson. You can't be that fucking thirsty for a guy or for companionship that you have a nigga come in your crib with your babies and you didn't know this nigga more than two years for your babies. Oh, but he give me, I'm not a $40 a day bitch. That's why we different. Oh, but, you know, he told me, no, no, no. Girl, you know I was in therapy. Yeah, but you only, you you can't fix one table when all four are broken. It's still weak. He got you at your fragile moment. But you can't fix someone or help someone that don't want it. All they want is a man. Listen, I had a good friend of me tell me, I ain't like you if I I need a man. A piece of man is better than no man at all. And that's your problem. I don't want nothing of a fucking piece. I want the whole shebangle. I want the motherfucker that grew the garden, that grew the tomatoes, that went over there and plucked it. I need the creator. That's what I need. I do not want no piece of anything. I don't want no half, no third. I need the whole shebang. If I'm bringing my whole, you better bring your whole. And if it's not, then go about your business. But see, we're not ready for that. Why? Because then you are here. Oh, she just jealous of me. Oh, she want, she just mad. She don't have a man. Oh, uh, uh-uh, you know, cause they said that I'm gonna have someone. Yeah. When you were whole, when you were complete, when you were healed, when you went to do the work, when you start, listen, I always tell everyone when they call me, oh my God, I want a man to love me. Do you love yourself? I want a man to take care of me. Do you take care of yourself? I want a man with money. Bitch, how was your credit? Yes. I asked those things. Because if you're not doing it for yourself, now you got problems with the daddy. The daddy. You, you, you looking for someone, you looking for a father figure. My, dear, help, heal that shit that you got going on with your daddy. Heal those daddy issues. Oh, I'm not like you. Everybody's not like the same. Some of us just got to have someone. So that is full of shit. That is excuses. That's what a weak chick will say because they don't want to do the work. They want to sit there and have, uh, because they don't even want the man. They want the status. They want, uh, oh, well, my man, he he works here. Or my man, he, he's working on his stuff. He's, this motherfucker is just as broken as you are. If a dude can come in your house, let me tell you it was this dude named Tracy who was coming up younger, right? i never forget this shit. But we were grown. But, you know, we were in our 20s, right? 20s and our, our early 30s. Tracy would come in your house. If he saw a roach, if he saw anything, that nigga was blasting you and he will never come back. You ain't got to worry about him. Yo, I fell in love with Tracy, baby. Because I remember he went into one of my friends' house. And she had dog shit in the corner. She had, the refrigerator was dirty. Nobody ain't cleaning. All that. Because she was, he, we was all sitting there, right? I used to smoke my cigarettes in there and drop my ashes on the floor. Because that's what she told me. That's what she told me. I said, girl, where your ashes? She said, girl, just drop that shit on the floor. And mind you, she had kids in there. And i was like you serious i usually would get some aluminum make it into a little homemade ashtray or whatever but i never let her kids like when i used to smoke at someone's house and they had kids i sit by the window i have an incense burner and i smoke my cigarette but she was like no drop it on the floor don't worry about it i'll get it up later later never came child i am been in that girl house i'm saying my ass used to be there so now she's dating tracy ah He ain't go in her house. And the day she did, I was sitting at the table. I saw this with my own eyes. He was like, yo, let me get something to drink. And he turned and looked over in the corner and saw the dog shit. He looked at me. I said, she said she's going to clean it up. And that was it. Then, and I never left. I sat in that fucking corner. Then he went into, he was like, yo, can I get something to drink? She was like, get it yourself. When he opened up that refrigerator, he closed that shit back. He said, yo, you nasty. He was like, he turned and looked at me. I walked outside. Because I was like, I, I was on the floor. I was on the floor for real. He said, yo, to the outside world, you look pretty. You like, you got your shit together. He said, "Yo, you a nasty bitch. And walked out. Walked out. Let's just say for me, that was my last time in her house. I used to be like, girl, you can't. I wouldn't even let her in my house. Because I, I live down the block in the square. I was like, girl, we can sit outside. She didn't give a fuck. She didn't care. She did not care. To her, there was nothing wrong. Dead serious. But I fell in love with Tracy because not sexually or nothing, because I said, yo, this nigga is a man. Now if you ever went to Tracy Mom house, you smell bleach, pine, salt, and motherfucking uh uh that ammonia shit. You smell all of that. She was cooking. She was cleaning that. You could eat off of Tracy mom's fucking floor. She lived in the projects, honey. She had it all. It was clean, clean, clean. She was the first woman, no lie, that I ever saw with baby wipes in her bathroom. I never forget that shit. And I was like, okay, mama. Everybody else, you just see toilet tissue. She was the first one I seen with baby wipes. I said, all right, ma. All right. All right for making sure your ass is cleaned and and smelling right. All right. All right. After you pee and go to the bathroom, you move your bowels. You right, ma. You right. So she kept a clean fucking house. So she made sure her sons knew when you go somewhere. And if that bitch look like that, leave. I used to tell my son, go in their bathroom. If you don't see no FDS, no fenomen, nothing for their ass, don't fuck them. walk out. I'm telling you. I used to make, if you, if it, listen, it go to them and then it go out to the world. If she open up her legs and you smell a fucking seafood platter. Leave. Don't touch her. Don't touch her. You're going to have shit that you, the hospitals won't even be ready to identify. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. But you have these girls. You were asking when the last time they went to the GYN. All of that. But anyway, back to the story. So Tiffany, she just wanted a man. She didn't give a fuck. And she healed just enough so she can fool the world. Not even fool the world, fool herself. Because she thought, like I said, if she can heal that part of past relationships, she can get the man of her dreams. Not knowing that that dream was a fucking nightmare. Until this day, she still has to live with that. No help financially from him. Because she don't know who he is, really. How do we just automatically give our whole fucking being to a person we just met? Oh, I believe in twin flames. I had a reading from somebody and they told me he the one. Bitch, this ain't the matrix. (laughs) This is not the matrix. This ain't the matrix. He is not Ned Nino. This is not... You not on the Ebenezer. Ain't no Morpheus. None of that. Stop. Stop. But we will go with that. We will go with that. Anything so we can violate validate our fucking bad habits, our brokenness, our insecurities. We will do it. We will do it. And When we have to live with those consequences, now we become bitter. We hate spirituality. This is why females are jealous of us. All of that. Ain't nobody jealous and hating on you, ma. (laughs) This your decision. That's your pussy at the end of the day. This your life. You wanted to jump over everything? Ma, you got to it. You won. But what was the winning? I want to know. Because see, at the end of the day, uh, any contest, I want some moolah. But you got a clown, a fool, and a baby. That don't even know who his daddy is. So now you better either one or two things. And knowing her, she did the latter. Sit there and tell this young man the truth, because she had a little boy. Or go get a a picture frame, put somebody else's picture in there and say, that's your daddy, he died. But when he get older and find out the truth, he going to hate you. So, uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. For real. And she still have hopes of finding him the nigga right right in the next borough i seen him on the van and shook my head he was with some other woman i seen him right on the van and i looked and i said wow shook my head he was on, going into five town going in, in into um five town jumped off right off the rockaway van going into five town and had another woman in his arm and i was sitting there just shaking my head he looked me dead in my face he knew who i was looked me dead in my fucking face. And I just shook my head like, I know you fucking lying, but that, that wasn't mine. And I'm so grateful. I'm grateful. Ladies, stop just automatically bringing people in your house and your life without you knowing them. And no just because they may know a few of your names or they might know somebody's grandmama that's spiritual or they just looked apart. Be honest with yourself. Say, I'm thirsty. I'm scared to be alone. I just want a piece of man. I don't care. But remember, them consequences. If they touch your kids or they do something to violate you, hold that L. Hold that motherfucking L because that's what you're going to get. you going to get that. Ain't no way around that. Somebody once told me, even my daughter, I love my daughter Isha, she said, oh, my man don't want me to work. I said, just because the cage, the, the cage is gold, don't still, don't make it not a cage. I'm not a prisoner for nobody. I remember, God bless the dead, my husband told me, um, I don't want you to work, I want you to be a stay-at-home mom. I did that shit for 30 days. I was like, listen, I don't know about you, I'm going to get my ass to work. And I went and started working at the Waffle House as a server early in the morning. I know you lying. And i was right down the block i can do both i can work and make sure my kids are good but what i'm not gonna do is sit home i'm not sitting home waiting for you to give me something and let me also give you all this side note if i am fucking you we living together this is my experience but i've seen this in many relationships and i remember talking to my good, good girlfriend shy that right here, and because we've been having some deep conversations let me tell you right She's one of them, that we be having some deep conversations. So me and right here talking, and we both, you know, we know women. Know full women in full relationships, living with their man and everything. Oh, he gave me money, I had to give it back. What, wait, what? Give you back what? Oh, because, you know, he lent this to me. Lent, lent, get, what? 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 So my answer is all the time. Can you get your pussy back, girl? Like, you're living here. You're doing wifely duties. The smartest thing Sister Mars Jackson ever told me, ever told me. Shout out to Sister Mars Jackson every day of my life. She said, people that play house don't deserve a house. Ain't no way, baby, that you're going to sit here, live with a man. You're going to cook, clean, take care of him, do all the wifely duties. There's no ring on it. So, me, mean, meanwhile, all you're doing is you playing a part. And once that play is over, your role is canceled. Because best believe the person that he interviewing is the one that's going to get that star and fucking role. Oh, that's why I don't be like, yo, that's my husband. No, that's my man. You want me to give you a title? Put a ring on it. Seal the deal. And don't give me that shit. Not all of us believe in marriage. Well, and stop trying to act like the wife. Stop trying to act like the right. Say what you really are, your roommates. Because if I if you're giving me money and I got to pay you back, we roommates. We roommates. How much how much you want for my side of the rent? We just roommates. And you're convenient, so I get to fuck you while you're here. But we roommates. That's what that is. Stop fooling yourself. Stop fooling yourself. Come for me if you want to. Stop fooling yourself. Because you're a roommate. You're not, oh, that's my husband. Oh, what? The, when y'all married. Oh my God, how long y'all been married? No, 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 we ain't married. I'm still waiting for front of my ex. Bitch, you a roommate. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Like, he take care of me. He a roommate. Uh-uh, he take care of me. Oh, for real? Yeah, because, you know, he gave me this money. I had to give it back. So how is he taking care of you? Taking care of you is making... A man does three things. Provide, please, and protect. How you taking care of you, mom? You got to get the money back. (laughs) That's not taking care of Correct me if I'm wrong. So let me tell y'all that. Y'all got that one. Okay, so, so far we did. Casey, God bless his dad. God bless his dad. That that, that shit still hit home for me. All the time. And it's happened, shit, over, damn, over 10 years. Casey been dead. Every so often when I speak to my friends down in Atlanta, we remember her. we go, yeah, remember Casey? Oh, my God. Because it was. It was devastating. But we all come out with the same thing. You know, we never ate from that nigga. Hell no. I don't even know why. Tiffany, not, not knowing who you're sleeping with, putting your, your whole family as well as yourself on the line, opening yourself up too early and not realizing those red flags ain't decoration. They there for a reason. Just like the stoplights. Stop. Go no further. Stop. not pause. It ain't on yellow. Stop. That's what it means. Stop. And while she's sitting there raising a kid, doing all that, this nigga over in Five Town with a whole new different woman. Now we're gonna talk about Efabella. This is more personal. This is my life. <laughs> Going back. Like Alecba once told me. First reading I got was from Don Victor. He read me with his leg wash Never forget in Brooklyn. Over there off of uh, Bushwick, where we was at. He had came up from Florida. Crown by now, if he's still alive, which I do hope and pray. Crowned by about alive by then, by then it had to be seven, so seven years ago. Crowned Obatala. Back then he was 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63. He should be 63 years crowned Obatala. He's from Florida. Don Victor, he read me. He said, Legua has one sentence for you. Remember this. Whatever you throw away, don't go back and get it. It's going. Don't go back and get it. Whatever you throw away in the trash, leave it there. Don't go back and get it. Well, I will tell you, you five is a head motherfucker. And what they say about hard head, make a soft ass. And baby, when I tell you my shit is pillowy, 300-thread cotton, fluffy, soft because of the ass whoopings I received. You're going to lay on my ass and think you laying on one of those good, good pillows that cost a good $400. I don't know if you ever saw one, but I was in the city down there one time and I was at a store. I went with a good, good friend of mine because he 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 liked to look rich and I ain't mad at him speaking into his sister. And we was in the store and this fellow cost a good $400. I said, well, what is... But when I touched that motherfucker, I said, damn, but I ain't spending 400 Just like panties and stuff. Uh-uh. spending no $1,000 for no goddamn panties. I know you lying. I know you lying. And y'all can say what y'all want. Yes, I believe I got a beyond a thousand dollar pussy, but ain't no way in hell, my uh uh-uh. uh. I go to Vicky's. Keep that secret. I even go to Fredericks. My big ass will be in Walmart. It will be in Target. It will be in the 99 cents store. It will be in all of those. But it will not be in uh, $1,000, $2,000. Even if I had the money, I don't give a fuck how rich I get. Ain't no way in hell. Three things I'm not going to do. I don't care how rich I get. I'm not going to pay the full bill in full advance. I'm going to always take a payment option. What's wrong with you? They offering it. That's why we take it. I'm not spending no two, three, four thousand dollars 4000 on no panties. I don't give a fuck. My pussy made of gold. I ain't doing it. I will go to those stores I just named. And if I see a sale, I'm definitely going to go for it. I don't know what's wrong with y'all. Y'all sit there and live off of status and what people think. I will walk over in the sales rack and go bawling. Call me beat. Balling on a budget. B-O-B. Straight like that. I don't give a fuck what you think. I look good. My ass clean. I'm good. I'm good. Ain't no way in hell. Ain't no way. I remember somebody said, You still wearing those boots? You fucking right. I paid a a penny for these boots, white or white, when I got initiated. They're gonna bury me in these fucking boots. I know you lying. I paid a grip, and y'all gonna bury me. I tell my kids and all that, make sure you put those fucking boots on me. I paid a grip for those. And I kept them up to par. Bury me in them fucking boots. I paid a nice coin. I don't give a fuck. Be like Tiffany Haddish. I will wear this motherfucker every chance I get. Every winter, I pull out my boots. Boop. Y'all want boots. Boop, boop. And wear them, honey. Anyway. So, Allegra told me never to go back. I'm hard-headed. Right? Because it's my life. I'm the author. So, I went back to my ex-husband. Went back to my ex-husband because we had something. We were compatible. This was my best friend. And. We should be together no matter what. So I healed nothing. I'm going to be honest. When I first started out, and I want to say a good three years, going on four, not even that, yeah, going on four, I healed nothing. I healed nothing. Oh, you can't, uh uh-uh, ain't nothing wrong with me. I was in denial straight in denial, straight, what's that wrong with me, I know you lying, so what, I get angry, uh-uh, ain't nothing wrong with me, cocky as a fuck, cocky, that's why, and you don't know, I, I can't be arrogant, in all my signals, I can't be arrogant, it works against me, it doesn't work for me, so, I go back to him, right, every day, I had to call him, because of his insecurities, who you with, where you at, who you talking to. He would stand under the window of the shelter where I was staying. And because it's still, they they had four floors in the hotel that were geared just for homeless people. The other ones, the other, because I think it was eight floors. So the other ones was for people coming out of town, just wanting to rent a room. So these two dudes, I guess, was walking in the front part because we had to go through the back. But he didn't know that. So now he's like, oh, now mind you, all these rooms is there, right? It's a hotel. Oh, I know they coming for you. What? I'm sitting there looking out the window, looking at him. And he's like, yeah, who those two dudes that walked in the hotel? What two dudes? What are you talking about? I know they there for you. I'm coming down. Oh, yeah, because I've caught you. You caught me. But this was his insecurity. Then it was, but I still stayed. I still stayed. Why? Because I was broken. So I took all of this. Not physical abuse, cause you swing on me, we, we gonna tear this motherfucker up. But mental and verbal. No, he never called me a bitch because I'd have killed him. For real. That that's something a dude has never called me. When I say never, never belongs to God, and that's just where he'll be. Sitting next to God. So then they could call me everything in the fucking book. Cause you ain't here to, you ain't here for me to hear it or see it. Now under your lips you can say whatever. But the 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 Mental and the verbal abuse was that, oh, you're lying. You, you, I can't trust you. You got these dudes there. Now, I would call him FaceTime every fucking morning. He had to see who's in your room. Who's with you? The girl that's in the other bed here. Now, the girl looked like a guy, right? Because she was gay. And I was like, no, her name is Kim. And she would speak. Hi, how you doing? And I was like, please, now I'm adding other people in my shit, and they looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, yeah, because he don't believe that. And I I didn't think it was funny. And she was like, okay, that's strange, but okay, hi, I'm Kim. Right? So now he knows. Then it was whatever I wore. Now, I've always dressed modern. I'm not the one that's going to wear the hoochie mama shit. That's not me. It's not. You know what I'm saying? I got a, I got a big ass, thick hips. I can't... I, listen, blame my mom and them cabbage and collard greens are real. I didn't go get a surgery for that. I got surgery so I could lose some weight. I had to bypass, yes. But uh, I didn't get no ass or nothing like that. That's collard green, cornbread, baby. That's, that's, that's cabbage. Y'all motherfuckers paying something that y'all could just eat some collard greens and cornbread and some yams and, you know, shit. But anyway... He would, if I have a skirt on, because I I I, didn't, I don't really like wearing pants, unless they sweat pants. But I wear a skirt in a heartbeat, but a long skirt has to reach the floor. Oh, you wearing this skirt and dudes are looking at your ass. What? Why you dressed like that? So if I go get my eyebrows done, I have my nails done, you know, because I want to look cute for myself, not for him. Oh, you putting all that on. Yo, you, you, you look like you're going to be at a strip club. What? Now, even the competition, which it shouldn't have never been. I took him to Omaha. We went through um, Jersey and Chicago, right? So we was in Jersey, and I always I always wrap my head up. That's something that I've always done. He knew me from that part. So the lady was like, oh, my God, queen. I was like, you know, blessings to you. She was like, blessings to you, whatever you need, right? Because we were inside of the airport in Jersey. She was like, you know... I can I can see that you are a woman of wisdom. I said, oh, thank you. I received that. Thank you, Putin. I said, but you are. You know, I learned from you. So we sitting there, we having a conversation. He turns around and was like, what about me? What about me? I look like I deserve, like I can give you wisdom. The lady looked at him and was like, I wasn't talking to you. He was like, see, that's your problem. Telling me as we walking away, that's your problem. You know, you're, you're, You'll have people talk to you, strangers, but let that be me What? That's a woman. We're at the we at Far Rockaway, he went fishing. The guy, he was asking the guy about, you know, places to go fishing. He was talking about Rakankama. Right? The guy was like, Yeah, I go out on Rakankama. Now my brother lives out there. My brother lives in Rakankama. So I was like, oh my God, I know where that's at. Like, that's so cool. So he's looking, the guy's like, Yeah, he said, so he said, listen. You know, she knows what it's at. You know, like, yo, it's mad cool out there. It's, I say, yeah, it's relaxing, all that. I say, yo, my, bro, my brother has a house out there. We walk away when two men are speaking. A woman knows her place. She don't say anything. What? I'm telling you, it looks... Because he, now he's looking at you like he want to sleep with you. I still stay. Still stay. My godfather told me a, a story about how, what are you willing to Sacrifice to be with someone that never wants you. And the story was so amazing, and so beautiful. Shout out to my godfather, my padrino, Iburu, Ifa today. He told me that story, me and, sh- me and right hand was sitting there. And that story resonated with me. And I'll never forget right hand, and both of them said, you know, when you get back, he's gonna dump you. When I saw him that same day, I called right hand too. I, I, we was in the car, and I was like, yo, you know, you want to get something to eat? He said, oh, we going to the park. I said, okay. He said, it seems that you love your religion more than me, and you want to be with me. You, you don't want to be with me, because I cannot help you. You're a woman that wants too much. You're you're too motivated. I don't need a woman like that. I'd rather be the one she lean on. You don't lean on me. You lean on your spiritual people. So, how could we have a relationship? I said, oh, we breaking up? Yeah. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, let me tell you a message that Ogun said. Don't disrespect this religion or he'll put you back where you came from. Because my ex-husband did 22 years in prison. Still, two days later, we in each other's face. I didn't leave. So then, still he would, you know, I know you out there sleeping with somebody. I know you doing this. Um, one of my friends was like, yo, you don't even look well with this nigga. Like, yo, who are you? You losing your purpose, your way. You can't be that thirsty for a nigga. Like for real, I, I have friends that would snatch your soul for real. Like they gonna, but we have that relationship. They gonna definitely let you know. My good friend Daryl, right? He said, I don't like how you look while you up here with this nigga. That's not you. You teaching us how to be, you know, motivated and how to be uplifted. And you with this nigga. So what life are you living? because stop, stop doing lives and stuff. Stop, try, stop trying to elevate us when your ass is broken. I looked at her I said, I know you lying, but thank you. Still didn't register. Then he asked for help for a friend. And I went to one of my good girlfriends that respect. And I told him, you make sure, I said, she don't want money, but make sure you, you know, feed her while we sit down and we talk. She gave him a whole plan. This motherfucker wouldn't pay out. I wound up paying because I don't want no one to ever feel slighted, used, or anything. And if I ask you to do something and this person that's supposed to step up don't do it, then I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure you get what you need because, one, nah, you, you're, you're living off of my name. You're living off of my energy. Trust me, this man was not invited in nobody's house. He got invited because of me for real nobody didn't want to be bothered with roosevelt they would sit there because this nigga would sit on the boulevard looking retarded so i was going to different places this nigga does not like to travel here i am i'm taking you to omaha i'm taking you to jersey i'm taking you all over right we find chicago we going to dc like i'm taking you places we in atlanta and no one wants you around but because of me and the name that i created call me what you want people right but the the honesty and the rawness and the realness that I give, they was like, okay, we don't really fuck with him because of you. We, we are welcome him. This is why I don't like doing plus ones. Anyway, this, uh, this motherfucker, for real, played me so bad. I went, and they said, everybody started laughing. They said, all he had to do was threaten your company, and you walked away? Yes, with no return, none. So now I went to start really being involved in therapy because I was in therapy, but I wasn't involved. I was just there, tell the story, whatever, and I walked out. No, I had to really get involved. That means opening up, opening up, not going to my friends and gossiping. No, or venting. No, I went to a therapist, a licensed therapist, and I started opening up because now I need to see where the disconnect was. Then I started doing that. Now I started, I made a list. Of all the things that went wrong in my relationships, all of them, from my marriages to everything, right? Long ass list, long ass list. Then I turned it over and had to really take a good look to say, what did I do to either facilitate, instigate, or add to it? I had to be honest. That list was longer than the things that was broken in my relationships. Now if I would have lied. And I wasn't healing. That list is always short to people. Oh all I did was open up the door. And he didn't understand the love a good woman. No. Because the sister that told me to do it. She said be honest. I don't never have to read it. Be honest. See the part when you know you're honest. That list is always longer. Than the list you first created. Because I did. I instigated my selfishness my ego, my arrogance, all of that played a part. My 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 traumas, my past fucking issues, all of that. I was broken. And all I knew is that and that that uh people pleasing that I want to save somebody and love them so hard knowing they're not capable of love whatsoever. The the I was the bitch that I would go over and beyond. My man need me. I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, I'm doing all that. While wow, this nigga laid up with another chick. Oh I would have left. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No no no. No no no. See unhealed people, quick to say that. Quick to say that. But when you know your worth, you don't have to say none of that. None of that. I would sit there and try to prove to him that I wasn't cheating. And you know, to some of my friends, they thought that was cute. Oh, that means he loves you. No, bitch, that's traumatic. That's traumatizing. That's horrible. If you can't believe what the fuck I'm where I'm at and what I'm doing, and see, I'm not that type of chick. See, I know a lot of chicks that that does that do this. Where they'll tell a man or their partner or whoever, yeah, I'm um I'm, I'm out here shopping and being either in a whole nother face or they with their girlfriend. Girl, he always looking for me. But you lying. You're lying. If I'm telling you I'm shopping, that's where the fuck I am. You don't need to confirm. I'm not an appointment. I'm, I'm not an event that's ready to happen. I'm your partner, but I'm not your wife. So guess what? I don't owe you an explanation or I don't need to prove nothing to you. If you can't take my word on face value, then it's you're not for me, right? So mind you, we'll be, he would eat food in his car. Me, my dumbass, I like sitting at a fucking table. I'm sitting there eating food at his car, you know, just all of this. But stories about me, I was broken. I was broken. I was in denial. I just did not want to do no kind of work. And a sister, a g- good girlfriend of mine said, listen, it's time for you to change. It's time for you to change. I was living in my goddaughter's house in the one room, right? Paying her rent and stuff. And I thank her each and every time, but it was time for me to change. You can't start healing and still remain where you are. That's why I say healing takes not only mentally, physically, spiritually, but environmentally. I came upstate, did what I had to do, moved, went and got my saints and everything started, started really participating in therapy. Not just going and just saying something and being like, wow, because if you're not going to be willingly to open up and face and talk about that shit that you've been hiding and the truth, not some shit that you done told a friend to make you look good. I'm talking about your truth being raw. Then don't waste your time. Don't waste their time because they already know. The fuck? It's the reason why you walked in the door. Then I started learning. I started being active. I started facing the shit that was bothering me. I started setting boundaries. I started doing the work on me. And when I started saying, okay, I can date, right? I remember one dude was like, yeah, you know, cause uh, I need to come and see you. No, we can have lunch. What we not gonna do is go to each other's house. I don't know you like that. And it's not a fear thing. It's not all that. Well, we grown, we can have sex on the first date. That's you. Go ahead. I, listen, I don't have a spinach pussy. I, I don't. I don't. You can have one. And God bless you, but not me. So, listen. I know I can talk about this. We can talk about part two on Wednesday because it does need to be addressed. Um, I want to give you this. This one work. And it's very simple. And someone told me. Write a list of all the things that went wrong in every relationship you have, and then flip that paper over, and write what part did you play in? How did you facilitate it? How did you instigate it? How did you start it? What part did you play in? And all those things that are wrong, and be honest. Catch me tonight on Instagram, Get Mug Monday, and definitely check out the podcast. Thank you for all those that's listening. Uh, New Year's readings are up, classes are up, all of that. I love you. I change. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Copper Squad. I know it is an unsolicited and, uh, and broken the rules of, oh, because you know the show airs on Monday and Wednesday. Well, today is Thursday. I took a day off, but we ain't talking about that. I said you was going to get part two. So Copper Squad, grab a blanket, pull up a chair, all of this. Yeah, sometimes we have surprises. Get you some tea, some water, some juice. Shit, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Uh, let's sit down and talk. Part 2. I told you about the three. I said Casey, Tiffany, and Ifa Bayo. Now, <laughs> first of all, welcome. This is Ifa Bayo, back Porta Conjurer. Where we learn different things. We talk about different things. We talk about life. I share my experience with you so you don't have to go down to the shit I went to. Because it seemed like some folks don't like to listen. Others do. And they progress. Others sit back and get angry. Want to gossip about it. You know? I did a real side note. I did a podcast one time talking about, you know, your haters. And how to avoid it and keep going. All somebody worried about was... How you know you got haters? That's all you got from the conversation? Girl, you a problem. And I kept it moving. Anyway, you know, when you, you don't want to see none of your loved ones or your friends go down the wrong road or the wrong path. And sometimes, you know, you try to explain if you have that relationship, you know, or that, that, that friendship to say, you know, yo, keep your eyes open. Like, yo, you know, you got to watch him. People take that as, oh, she's jealous of me. So that's why a lot of people stop doing it. You would hear people going, ah, you know, I don't want to say nothing. Because, see, I ain't jealous of nobody. So now when you try to educate your friend or educate people, they want to label you as a hater, as somebody that's jealous of them and all that. And I look at people and go, how the fuck are we jealous of you? You the one that complained about your shit. And we jealous of you. <laughs> oh, we want those problems. Oh my God, that was my lifelong dream. To meet someone, have to move in and rape my kid. Oh my God. I always wanted that. I thought about that when I was a little girl. Oh my goodness. You know what else? I wanted a nigga that would cheat on me make me look like a fucking idiot out there in the street. Yeah, that's a life goal. Oh my goodness. I want the mothers and the, and the family to hate me and dog me out and drag me. That's all I wanted, and to look like a fool out here in these streets. Oh, my goodness. How could you accomplish such beautiful things? And I never got that. I just got a man that loves me, that accepts me, you know, that allows me to be me, and that facilitates everything I want to do. And me, I do the same for him. Oh, my God, that's wrong. Oh, I never wanted that. I want the nigga that's gonna dog me out, drag me. I want the nigga that has the family that's gonna drag me. I want the nigga that's gonna use me, drive my car, have other bitches in it. Oh my god, I'd rather have that life. I don't I don't want the life where I'm progressing and me and my me and my mate are planning a life together and we are setting the foundation. No, 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 no. That's a nightmare. No, no, no. But I'm jealous of you with the nigga that don't even wanna be with you. The nigga that don't even acknowledge you. Or the female that is dogging you out and having you take care of kids that's not even yours. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love that story. Who the fuck? Are you serious? Like, yo, that, that's baffling to me. That's baffling to me. One time, because I don't drink and smoke. So I was hanging out with friends and it was like, oh, my God. I know it must sucks to be you. You don't have to, um, you know, you can't drink and smoke. Like, you're really missing out. I said, what? What the fuck? Yeah, you're missing out. Sure, I want to kill myself. Oh my god, I always want to die young. Oh, that's a lifelong dream. Oh my god. Yeah, I always want to die young. Drinkers always look older than look ten years older than what they are. Oh my god. Yeah, I want to be fifty and look like I'm ninety. Ma, you stupid. And I keep it moving. (laughs) Sometimes you have to laugh at a lot of shit, but that's not the whole conversation. The conversation is most people when you want to correct them. Cause I was that person one time and it took a real fucking woman to tell me, are you stupid? I love the fact that I do have people that know how to snatch my ass back and put me back in alignment, you know, and you know, the people pleasing the, I want to be the perfect mate when that other person doesn't have your best interests at heart. When that other person just needed someone and instead of them being honest, just saying, you know what? I just needed you because I didn't, I didn't have no one in my corner. And I know that you would ride with me until the wheels fall off. But you know what? Now that I'm free, I, I don't need you anymore. And now that I'm where I need to be, I don't need you anymore. So then we become bitter. We become mad. We become angry. Oh, my God. We want to kill the world. We want to talk about how all men are dogs and all of that. But then hold up, mirror. And the number one thing that hurts a motherfucker the most is when someone say, but I never asked you to do that. Oh, my God. That's up there with blocking a motherfucker. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you blocked me. Yeah. Oh, why? I never... What? The same way when someone tells you, but I never asked you to do all that. What? What? And in reality, they didn't. In reality, they didn't. They didn't. I met uh, a couple. And the dude was talking about how he needed a ride and how he, you know, he's going to save it for transportation. And his sister brought him a car. Okay. He didn't ask her. He was just, you know, voicing the things he needed. So because she loved him and she wants her man to be better, she brought him a car. So, he started riding other females in it. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God. You know, I brought this car for you. He said, but I didn't ask you to. I was telling you what I wanted. You did it, so I took it as a gift. Thank you. Or when you break up, I want my car back. Why? You gave it to him. And he didn't ask you. you but I was doing something good. Were you? Were you? What were your intentions when you were buying this car? And did you ask him? And where their rules set, you know, but if it's a gift, there should be no rules here. This is for you. People would walk to me and say, here, this to keep you honest. And they would put money in my hands. They did know I needed it because at times I sure did. But I was grateful. I didn't go back and they didn't go back and be like, oh, but I gave you this. They didn't do that to me. Now, whatever they did behind my back, that was on them. But to me, no. And I didn't have to utter those words, but I didn't ask you to. I was grateful. That I got it. You have those people that are in these situations. Because they're not relationships. Situations. Where I want you to open your eyes and see. See what you're stepping into. What's wrong with being friends first? Like, why do we overstep that? You know, that's like after Halloween you go into the um, store and they got all this Christmas decorations. Well, how do you skip over Thanksgiving. Oh, and don't come to me with the, oh, it's a, it's a killer holiday. It should be a of Shut up. You've been fucking practicing Thanksgiving since you was in your mama goddamn womb. Shut up. Stop telling me that shit. It don't always mean about all of that. I might be thankful just to sit down with my fucking family, the ones I have here, because all the rest of them then died. Or friends that I appreciate that's still living, because all the rest of them then died. When you lose 15 people in one fucking year within a six-month time, then you can come and talk to me. Other than that, sit the fuck down. Yeah, that's why I'm in therapy. So, anyway, it's like skipping that step. You're so used to it that now, oh, we don't need anymore. Oh, don't worry about Thanksgiving. It's, it's, it's white man's holiday. We don't eat turkey. Well, to do out, I, but I still celebrate it. So, okay. So, uh, we, we skipped that part of being a friend. Because we, want, we are so desperate. We're so thirsty right now. We just jump onto, I need a man, or I need a partner, or I need a woman. We just jump onto that. And then when we find out, oh, shit, this motherfucker is crazy, or this heifer don't know how to be fucking faithful, or, oh, my God, they come with problems. And then now you want to be mad. But you skip the most important step of being friends. And then when you tell them, yo, let's be friends, a motherfucker getting a bag. What? What do you mean be friends? Yeah, friends. I mean, I can't live with you? Fuck no. Oh, you mean to tell me we can't just go and uh, be together and tell the world and take pictures? Why? you my friend now. Oh, so I don't want you and nobody else to say stop. Slow down. Setting healthy boundaries. We can't just skip over these steps. Get to know someone. Have a conversation. Learn out who they are. Let them learn who you are. Just trying to decide. If this is the avenue I want to go down. Seeing the red flags in the floors. If you want to accept them, great. Don't complain. Or saying, you know what? You're a cool friend, but you're not not what I'm looking for in a mate. Oh, well, fuck you. And I wasn't wrong. Okay, then. Bye. (laughs) Don't forget to take your... uh, Oh, she was really a uh, magazine on your way out. Okay, bye. And that's it. That's all. But because of fear, because of no one's going to want me. Well, you know, when my ex-husband, when he told me, you would never find nobody like me. I bust out laughing. Oh, my God. I still laugh every time I fucking think of it. I bust out. I'm talking about It was that laugh that I peed on myself. The tears was running down my face. Oh my God, I laughed so fucking hard. Every time I think about it, I still laugh so goddamn hard. Man, I laughed from the from my daughter's house to the car to the apartment where I was staying. Man, I laughed. So I went in the house and took a shower. I was still laughing. I think I laughed for three days. Oh my God, I laughed. Even now, I'm smiling and joking the fuck out. That was the funniest shit in the world. Why do people say that to me? You'll never find nobody like me. I. Fucking pray to God I don't, because the next one, my body. (laughs) Why would you say that shit to me knowing I'm going to crack the fuck up? You shouldn't have been in my life in the first place. Like, oh, my God, that is the funniest shit somebody can ever say to me. You will never find nobody like me. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh, my God. That shit is so funny to me. But you will have people that say that. Eh. The person that's hearing it be like, oh my God, I'm never gonna find nobody. Motherfucker, you better not find nobody like him. If it is, then you're the problem because you don't know how to pick people. Stop dating that goddamn cat. Go get some therapy, girl, because this is trauma. Stop trauma bonding. Stop, stop with the, oh my gosh, that shit is so crazy. Stockholm syndrome. Stop becoming the person that you just left that treated you like shit. Like, where do you see the similarities at? You don't look like them. You're not them. These people are manipulators. They're horrible. Why do you want to be them? Oh, my God. And when you see a trait or see something that is in you that you don't like in your healing, don't try to use it to manipulate the other person. Like, no. Like, I hate pizza. I don't like pizza. I think pizza is fucking disgusting. But if I have nothing else to eat then I'm going to eat the crust, but I don't like pizza. Pizza is nasty. So if you're sitting there with me, oh my God, you got to eat this pizza. If you love me, you will eat this pizza. Well, I guess I don't love you. Bye. (laughs) That's it. That is simple. It is nothing in between. Why do we have to make shit so complicated? Yes or no? I always, you know, I laugh because I go, wow, about the line them, move me up here in these mountains. And this is the most simplest fucking area you ever met. Even when you go to any kind of business or whatever, it's either yes or no. There's nothing in between. There's no surprise hitting agendas. Yes or no. Do you want this? Yes. Here. Do you want this? No. Thank you. And they move on to the next person. You don't. Why do people, when they hear, oh, well, no, but no, no, let me explain why. No is a complete sentence. No, okay, no. All right, I don't need to know why you said no. I don't care why you said no. I didn't want the, you, listen, you didn't want my service. Thank you. And I'm moving on to the next person. Well why, well, why did they say no? Do you think I offended them? Oh my God, maybe I had the wrong color. May, I should have prayed to my ego. No, baby, no, it's a complete business. It's okay, they don't want your services. Go somewhere else. That's it. I'm not gonna get online and make a whole fucking post about, well, they said no to me. Why are you in your feelings? Oh my God, I be trying to do the best and they, everybody say no to me. Yo, you got a hidden problem. Like, no is a complete sentence. It's the same, yes, okay, no. You know how many no's I've heard? Listen, I worked for Love Shack, for John Cornetta one time. <laughs> and he said, for every, for every thousand no, you are gonna appreciate that one yes. People would come in at first in the shop, and they'd be like, no, no. And no matter what, I tried to sell them. No, 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 no. But then I remember what John said. "We not yes come, and what happened? All those no's. No, no, no. Here I am like, am I am I doing it right? Am I doing the Disney greet? You know, hey, give them a few minutes, go back. You know, am I doing that? Am I doing the steps? Am I selling? Maybe I'm a horrible customer service person. Maybe I'm a horrible sales person. I can't sell shit no matter what. For the first seven days i ain't sell nothing nothing else. i started wearing like loose clothing and then i went to wear tight clothing tight t-shirts had my locks up you know now i'm trying to look like this fucking sex vixen or whatever still no so each day i would go home and be like oh my god why they say no i'm trying oh my god craig t- got bless listening to my husband and john came and said it's okay for every no imagine the yes and the day that person did say "Yes, they spent over six hundred dollars in shit, and I was like, "Oh my God," and it was like even wrote me a beautiful um comment like this person is a great salesperson, you know they knew what I wanted, they understood they didn't judge me. this was my first time here, and I wound up buying more, you know because I was educated on these products, and you couldn't tell me nothing. Oh my God, I was batting a thousand now after that. But it wasn't my clothes it wasn't anything that person just didn't want the help from me they didn't want what i had and that's okay it's okay at the end of the day i'm not for everyone and i learned that shit working at the love shack and trust me you learn a lot so i'm okay with not being for everyone Go, go find the person that is for you. When someone says, oh my God, you're too much. Great, because I don't need to be too less of anything. Thank you. Go find what's in your vibe. It's okay. The same way. Females have this. I always say the sister sister bond is strong, right? It is. I'm not going to sit and say no more that the bond is breaking. No, the sister bond is strong. Just a lot of sisters are not healed. And they just took it as because they got betrayed or they got played or no one signing up to their bullshit that now the side, Oh, I can't be around women. No, you know, because women are addictive and I can't be around a bunch of women because they were jealous of me. No, ma. No, no. You can't be around women because they're going to check you. They're not going to embarrass you. They're going to check you. And see, you don't want to be checked because you don't want to grow up and be responsible. What you want to do is play the victim because you'll find some simple ass man or somebody simple and tell you, oh, you write, you write the cosign on your bullshit until everything starts going fucking wrong. And then you want to come over here to the sister tribe and be like, I'm sorry. But guess what? We still accept you. And we'll start the process of helping you heal. There's sisters that will tell you, girl, go get some therapy. Oh, my God, they jealous of me. Well, how? How? You need some help. Your shit is above my pay rate. Shit, girl, you need some therapy. You need to unpack some shit. You need to become unstuck. Why keep on picking the wrong man? Why you keep on being the doormat for everybody? What happens to the doormat? After a while, that shit get raggedy, and they throw it out and replace it with something new. Why? why why, do you put yourself in these situations? Oh my God, I want to love because you know my parents didn't love me. How about loving yourself? How about doing that? But like I said, those three sisters taught me so much in my lifetime that I'm forever grateful. I am. I'm forever grateful. No, my story isn't complete. No, I'm still learning. Yes, I'm still in therapy. But I definitely own my shit. And I take those L's. You know? I was with a guy that one time, I just knew he was, you know, so cool. And in reality, this nigga was, was a horror. Dating other women and just doing all of that. And I'm like, wow, wow, wow. And the first thing, you know, his ass got caught. Because I can't say all men do that. His ass got caught. Oh, you know, they lying on me. I would never do that until the girl wrote And then I I answered her. I did. I wasn't disrespecting. Me and the girl wound up being cool friends at the end of the day. Because we were. We were so cool. Like, I really do. I have a great love for her. You know? And we wound up being cool friends. And that motherfucker couldn't understand that. He was like, wait, what? I was like, nah, she a cool sister. Like, yo. And it wasn't on no, I want to be your friend to expose you or anything like that. Nah. Nish was a cool fucking girl. Yeah, Nish. She was a cool girl. She wound up being mad cool, mad, like mad cool, spiritualist the whole time. And then you have to watch out for those dudes that are obsessed with spiritual women. Like you do. You have motherfuckers that's obsessed with spiritual women. Or, oh my God. And I've seen sisters do this and I just be looking like, Ma, why you want to fuck your life up? Oh, I'm the daughter of Oshun because men love me. What? Men loved all Arisha females. Like, you didn't hear none of them being all messed up. Like, even, uh, even yeah, what? Stop. You know, and then dudes, you have a lot of dudes that are so obsessed with just daughters of Oshun. That's all they want to do because they think that when they date them, they're dating Oshun. Like, you have to be careful. This world is, listen, the world has always been like this. We just have more access because social media. That's it. But the world has always been like this. That's why when people go, oh my God, this person did this. And I'll be like, okay, so you never hung in the street? And yes, I did. So who the fuck you hanging around? Mickey Mouse and them? Because in the street is where shit is real and real. Like, for real. So, you know, my part two is. I want you to recognize the characteristics in every person you dated. What is similar? What is similar? Because they all have the same characteristics. What is similar? What is it that you are attracted to that you had in all your relationships, all consistency? And when you identify it, I want you to find someone as a friend. You don't have to date them. Please don't. And find someone opposite of that. Someone that has none of those qualities. Someone that has none of that characteristic. I want you to think outside the box. Because the grace that you're going down now It doesn't end well. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and thinking that you're going to get a different result or a different outcome, it's insanity. It is. First sign up for therapy. For real. And if you are, don't go to therapy thinking that, oh, but they ain't going to understand me. They licensed for that shit. Open up. Unpack. Let all of the things out. Unpack that shit. Let it out. Let it help. You paying these people. You might as well have them work. Let them do the job that they are experienced in. Give it all to them. And then, write down the ones that's consistent. The characteristics that you've seen in every person. You know, um, mine was always men that, were, that didn't have a mom. Right? Or their mom wasn't really active in their life. And I started dating someone that had great love for their mother, right? Outside of the box, you know? And I seen I ain't like neither one of those characteristics no more. The ones that had problems with their mother, they know how to respect women. The ones that were under their mother too much, their mother wanted to rule their lives. And if you didn't fit her criteria of who she who she was, then she would try to sabotage your relationship. So now I just want someone that, you know... I I changed the whole atmosphere. I changed, But I had to change it with myself. Why, I, why was I looking for these guys that had problems with their mom? Well, my mother was dead. So I felt that since I don't have my mother, you shouldn't be in your mother life neither. See how the crazy shit is? Yeah, I didn't say I was perfect. Then I had someone that, okay, I want to do the opposite. I was dating someone that loved their mother. But then that mother was broken. Because... And I was a mother, and I was broken. That mother was broken because she wanted to be control of everything. She had to know how much money you had. She had to know what you were doing, who your friends were, where you were going. And that shit is aggravating as fuck. To date a mama's boy or to date someone that wants to have control. And I had to look at myself, am I like that? And I was, in a sense, to my own children. And I had to back off. I had to back off, and I did. I don't get in that business. I don't care. What 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 are you doing? I, I, no. No. I, that, and that's what the conversation I had to have with myself. What are you doing, girl? What? What? This ain't you. Your mother wasn't in your business like that. Only when you came to her. Then, yeah, she's going to give you her opinion. She's going to give you her experience. Other than that, why are you in these people's business? These children are grown now. They got their own kids. They got everything. So why are you in a business? So I had to take a look at that. I had to take a look at, you know, oh, what what was lacking in my life. That I had to be in everybody else's fucking business. Or try to help heal the world. Like, I wasn't Jesus. I'm not... I didn't get on nobody's cross. So, why am I in these people's business? Why why is their business so important that I didn't... You know, I'm not... I'm ignoring my shit. Like, no. What am I not willing to face? So, I had to do all of that. The same way. I was dating these men that were wanting to be saved. But in reality... It was me that was drowning. It was me that needed the help. And when you start identifying all those things about you, then you will see none of that shit made sense. Not a one. So that's why, with my ex husband, I'm telling y'all, man, y'all don't understand when he stood there in the middle of my daughter's house and said, You will never find nobody like me. Man, I bust out and the laugh became contagious because they were like, what the fuck she's laughing for? And everybody else started laughing like, oh, my God, it was a domino effect. And that just made him even more madder, more madder, where he had to know why I was laughing. So he was like, come on, I'm going to take you home. Child, even in the car, I was laughing. Oh, my God. I pissed all over myself. I was laughing. And the more I laughed, the more... I don't even remember all the shit he was saying, but I know he was going in. And I just kept on laughing. I kept... It was just... Oh, my God. I laughed all the way outside of the car. I laughed all the way up in the house. I was laughing in the shower because see, I am pissy and laughing. The tears is running down my goddamn face, and I'm still laughing. And now, when I even think about it, it just it makes me laugh even more because I'm like, why would you say that out of all people to my cuckoo ass? Like, but then I had to realize that was the funniest shit to me you're right. I'm never going to find nobody like you. The same way as someone bullying you and you stand up for yourself or any of that. You're right. You got me the first time and you did all the fuck shit. You're right. That's never and never belongs to God. What happened to me, not in this life, the next life or any generation to come. And now that I know better, I am required to do better. And now to teach the next generation. And God damn it, I make sure I tell them in a heartbeat. No, no. Because the first thing starts with loving yourself. We have to teach our girls, our boys, all of our people to love themselves. Self-love is the universal love. So when you tell my four-year-old granddaughter, you're so beautiful. She goes, I know. Thank you. She already knows she's beautiful. Nobody don't need to validate her. You, you tell best friend, you're so beautiful. You're so intelligent. I know. How you know? Because I am. <laughs> who told you that? Nobody. I know who I am. You. Ask, Who's the smartest person in your family? I am. They be like, you were five. And <laughs> education doesn't come with an age, mama. And that's what she's saying. She's Five. Five. I don't need to be validated, and those are the those are my nephew and me. Should always say, you know how we get a girl? Fifty million girls can walk past us on the on the corner. All we got to do is, say, oh ma, you beautiful. The first one that turns around, we already know we got them. The ones that keep going, we know that they have a father, a mother they have a positive image in their life. Even if they don't have their father and mother, someone taught them earlier on to love yourself first. All the other ones, they don't they don't have no one. They they need validation. They need all of that. So. You have manipulators out there. You have motherfucking predators out there. You have so much that's out there. And a man that tells you, Oh my God, these are my kids. And I only known you for two weeks, baby, move. Move. A woman that will allow you to sleep in her home with her kids under her roof. And you haven't you haven't been in her life more than two years, that's a red flag. That's a fucking problem. There's something wrong. That bitch will boil your fucking bunny at the end of the day when you say, yo, I don't want to be around you. She will call your family and make up all kinds of lies and rumors. Be careful of that. I keep trying to tell y'all that. A dude that will come into a woman's house and he already knows she got fucking problems, low self-esteem, and she he already knows this. You're thirsty. He is going to use you like a fucking cheap goddamn piece of tissue, blow his ass and wipe his nose and throw you away. I don't need you to go through that. I get enough stories about that, but it's so it's so sad because when you tell these young sisters as well as the older ones, because age doesn't have anything to do with it, the first thing they want to say is, "This is why I don't fuck with people." Oh my God! But then when they get their ass handed to them on a the platter, psh, and listen, broken people—they don't like to own that they're broken. Oh, my God. No, they will camouflage that shit. They'll be everywhere else. They'll tell you what to do. Why? Because it's easy to pick up a magnifying glass, and they can pinpoint everything wrong with your fucking life. But when it comes to that mirror of them holding that up, that heavy-ass mirror, they blind. They can't see shit. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. Stop lying. I was in session one time, and the girl was like, yeah, I was with the guy. And so the first thing I asked was, how long you knew him? She was like, oh, I met him online and stuff, you know, and, um, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. It matters a lot. Well, you know what? Anyway, I met him. It was like three weeks in and, you know, he, he, he was spending the night. Oh, okay. And I shut up through the whole conversation because I wanted her to say it out loud. Because sometimes when you say it out loud, I want to see if does it make sense to you. Oh, you know what I get? Oh, my God, Ifa, you be judging people. Oh, my God, we all ain't like you. Some of us need a man. Oh, my goodness, we can't all be strong. Oh, my goodness. What? You know therapy is real. It's not It's not a figment of your imagination. Oh, I, I don't do therapy. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Denial is a, a river. Yeah, it's a, hell of a, it's a hell of a river, though. We all seem to sp- just swim in it. But yet and still, nobody really has been there <laughs> physically, spiritually and mentally. We stay in that motherfucker. Denial, oh, my God. We are always there. We are always there. Oh, my God. We in denial. Yeah. And and we laugh. We laugh and we sit there and say, it's not us. You know, I'm I'm a good person. You know, it's just God is testing me. Oh, my God. We got to him for everything when we fuck up. Oh, my goodness. hell was... Uh-uh. We, we got to self-medicate ourselves. We got to get high even more. You know, oh, my God, she's not talking to me. And, oh, let's block her because she's too much. She's a hater. Oh, okay, all of that. I'll take all that. But do you know on the other side of healing, it's so amazing. You see so much shit. Man, you see the shit that you did wrong. And you just you're happy that you changed your life. It's a happiness that you can't really describe and there's no rules to it. You know, if you want to take off and not do nothing, you can do it. Who who's going to come and beat you up? If you want to walk away from something, you can do that. Who's going to come and tell you no? But we get in these these modes of, oh my god, they're going to judge me because we're so we're so Worried about what people think and how we define a relationship is the slave master mentality. We have to own you. You are ours. Or, you know what? I want to make my baby daddy jealous. You know, for the longest, I hated my ex-husband. Oh, my God. I hated my kid's father. I couldn't stand him. I was really angry with myself. I choose it. I lay down with it. I saw something in it that I wanted to be around. So I can't get mad at him no more. He was being who he wanted to be. I was the one that was being a fake and a phony. Because I seen him from the door. Yet and still, I still want to do it. So the only one I'm mad at is myself. And I don't have no ill will against him. I don't. I don't I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel great for him. He's just a person. And to, to be honest, he kept it real from the door. I was the one that wanted something else. I was the one that thought I could change him. I, oh, but he got kids... <laughs> Excuse me. He got kids. He's supposed to grow up. No, he's not. Kids don't make you do anything. Kids don't make you have a man. Kids don't make you help you keep a man. That, that's some hostage territory. That, what? I will not negotiate with, with hostages and fucking kidnappers. No. No, because that's what we were doing. We want to make a man take care of it. Oh, if he loved his kids, he'd be there. Not all the time. Not all the time. Oh, but you know what? Somebody put witchcraft on him. Ain't nobody put no witchcraft on him. That boy ain't want to be in your life in the first place. You made him. You trapped him. You know how many goddamn uh, fucking turkey-based babies are running around, what I call them, around in in fucking Queens, New York? That boy didn't want no kid. You just did it, and you kept doing it. He just wanted the pussy. That's it. Let's be honest. But we can't face those things we don't want those conversations because now the kid is here oh my god his father's not in his life he wasn't even in your life huh you thought you would have a kid to keep him or you thought that girl would stay if you put a baby in him now you kind of question: is it your baby so let's change the narrative okay like i said do this one because we're gonna also heal you know everything Work is 80%. That's that's spirituality. 80% is work. 20% is, you know, magic. But 80% is work. So, once again, write down the characteristics that are the same in each person you dated. Be a man, woman, whatever. And then, turn it over. And ask yourself why. Why are you so attracted to that? If you're attracted to a man that don't like to clean, look around your house. And don't give me that. Opposites attract, stop it. If a man that has problems with his mother, how's your relationship with your mother? If a man that loves to cheat, are you able to be faithful? You know, and why? why? Why are you faithful? Why? Why are you faithful or why are you doing wife duties to a man that's your boyfriend? What are you trying to prove? That you want him to marry you? That he can see that um, your wife material? Listen, even Steve Harvey said that. A man know right then and there whether he wants you to be in his life or not. It's nothing to prove. He, he knows right then and there. He knows right then and there. If he wants you to carry his last name, he knows right then and there. There's no guessing. There's no oh maybe. He knows right then and there. And if a man is so amped, to spend a night at your house. I, I can't stress this enough. With your kids there, that's not a man. That's not a man. That's not a man. Right when he meet you? Nah, that's not a man. That's a nigga looking for some shelter. Because he on the verge of being a victim of his damn self. That's that's what he is. Keep telling y'all, since it's wintertime here, niggas looking for a refuge, then in summer they going to be gone. They just need a spot. Yeah. listen, Somebody once said, and I thought that shit was so sad. And they was like, I mean, you should have saw the 8 choir, she and her own. Oh, you know, I know he loved me. He put the cable in his name. I said, what? And they was like, that's right, girl. When a nigga move in your house and they put the cable in your name, that's right. How about, nigga, we don't move in my house. How about, nigga, you buy a house and we all move in? You put the cable in your name, your grandmama name. How about that? Why is that so important to let you know, yo, that's a real man. If he put the cable bill in his name, how the fuck does that make sense? Make it make sense to me sway. How is that? How is it that if a nigga put the cell phone in his name, he's a good man or once a once every other week, he'll buy juice or a snack for the kids. Or he wants the kids to call him daddy. But he ain't doing no daddy duties. And where they real daddy at? And where his kids? Is he the daddy to his kids? Well, I don't know about his kids. He said they all fucked up because the baby mama. But he taking care of mine. You selfish bitch. I can't wait till he dog you out. Yeah, that's the part that gets me mad. Why well, take that man away from his children? But then you have some brothers that's stupid as fuck. Because they'll do that for their woman. Listen, go build a relationship with your kids before you worry about a relationship. Go, go do that. No, but I want to be with you. Go take care of your goddamn kids. For real. I ain't going to keep you long because it's and You know, I told y'all what to do. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate, you know, all of the feedback of talking about, you know, my podcast, the momentum that it's getting. It's never easy trying, not even trying. It's never easy. Doing things, and you're the first one or out of your circle to do it. Um, because you have to stay consistent. And some days, you know, because there's no rules, some days you may have to step back and gather your thoughts and, you know, take a day off and take a mental health day or a mental health break and just go and do something totally the opposite and then come back once you get refilled, you know. Um, also, just, just being you, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you're comfortable with you and know that some things you post, some things you talk about, it's gonna piss a lot of people off, but that's okay. I'm good with that. I've always been good with that. Not everybody's gonna like what I have to say, cause some people won't understand your truth. Some people would just hate the messenger and won't listen to the message. Some people <coughs> feel that, you know, oh, you, you have no right talking about that. I talk about my life experience. And if I lived it, I'm going to talk about it. Best thing I can tell you is don't be a part of my story. That's it. But you have some people that figured, oh, well, it's, it's what it is. No, nope, it's just me. And my life experience, and I want to share it with you. Well, what gives you the authority, God? (laughs) I remember I met this sister real quick, right, Mufasa. And she lives in London. And I I didn't know she was black. I mean, I read her book, and I was, like, so amazed to her. She came to the States. She came to Phoenix and Dragon in Atlanta. And she writes books about, you know, spiritual and uplifting and things like that. And she breaks down words and let you see the root of it and why we shouldn't say them and why we should use more of them. Things like that. And I remember a lady asked her, you know, because she was like, yeah, I studied under this guru and I did this and I went over to India and I stayed at the ashram, and I did this. So she looked at the lady Mustafa and she said, Mufasa, and she said, who did you train under? What gives you license? to talk about this and she said god and i turned and i looked right because I, like i said i was so amazed at the system and because when she came in she was beating the drum and she was like the drum is the heartbeat and when you walk in i want all of us to be on the same heartbeat so i thought that was amazing so anyway the lady looked and was like excuse me she said god god gave me the license god gave me the knowledge god gave me the gift she said i don't sit at a man's table and take crumbs and scraps from someone that God gave them a gift to. She said, so you're no greater or no less than me. But unfortunately, me, God gave this to me to share with the world. And the other lady that was with her was like, so who do you think you are, Jesus? She said, no, I'm not a fictitious character. I fell out. She said, I am Mufasa. She said, eh, Mubasa. I'm sorry, Mubasa. She said, I am her she is me we are one she said no I'm not the great I am I'm none of that she said I am a child of God of the creator and I have a gift and an experience and I share it with the world she said now what do you do my love and the lady sat down and I in my head now since I done heard it said that's how you clear bitch I said "All right," you know in my head but back then I was like well done ma well done I'm not talking about being in ATRs or DTRs or whatever it is. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your spiritual life. That's what we talk about. God gave you this gift. Now, you can share it with the people in your community. You can share it with the world. Or you can keep it to yourself. But know that whatever you do with it, somebody is not going to be happy that you got it. Somebody is not going to be happy that you're even sharing it with one person. It's always somebody. And guess what? Majority of those somebodies are the people that's sitting right next to you. I remember when they told, my, they told me when I was dating my ex-husband, you lay with your enemy. What? I thought, oh, because I'm hanging around people not knowing that he was the enemy himself. And he was. So, boogermans, enemies, and all of that are not people you don't know. They are the people you know. Most likely, it might be the people that you're with every day. Pray for them. And when you know better, do better. But know that you didn't do this just so you can get loves and likes. You did it so you can educate, uplift. Maybe this story will help someone else. I don't care who likes me and who don't. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, cup of coffee, shit. Not everybody's soft drink. And I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But what you're not going to do is stop. What I was instructed to do. I don't care if you get a group of them, one of them, two of them, whatever. Talk about me. Shit, crucify me. Put me on the cross. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. I carry my own shit. It's okay. But what you're not going to do is stop it. (coughs) Doesn't matter at all. So, have a beautiful life. Enjoy your day. There's no rules. You can take days off. You can be who you wanna be. Just be consistent. Don't stop. I love each and every one of you. Catch me on Monday. Get Mug Monday and on Wednesdays. Conversations with E5 Bay or Podcast. Or right here on Anchor. On TikTok. On YouTube. On Twitter. And definitely the Graham. You'll find me. I give thanks and praise. I Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Copper Squad. I know it is an unsolicited and and broken the rules of, because you know the show airs on Monday and Wednesday. Well, today is Thursday. I took a day off, but we ain't talking about that. I said you was going to get part two. So Copper Squad, grab a blanket, pull up a chair, all of this. Yeah, sometimes we have surprises. Get you some tea, some water, some juice. Shit, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Uh, let's sit down and talk. Part 2. I told you about the three. I said Casey, Tiffany, and Ifa Baio. Now, <laughs> first of all, welcome. This is Ephi Baio, back porch Conjurer. Where we learn different things. We talk about different things. We talk about life. I share my experience with you so you don't have to go down to the shit I went to. Because it seemed like some folks don't like to listen. Others do. And they progress. Others sit back and get angry want to gossip about it. You know? I did a real side note. I did a podcast one time talking about, you know, your haters. And how to avoid it and keep going. All somebody worried about was... How you know you got haters? That's all you got from the conversation? Girl, you a problem. And I kept it moving. Anyway, you know, when you, you don't want to see none of your loved ones or your friends go down the wrong road or the wrong path. And sometimes, you know, you try to explain if you have that relationship, you know, or that, that, that friendship to say, you know, yo, keep your eyes open. Like, yo, you know, you got to watch him. People take that as, oh, she's jealous of me. So that's why a lot of people stop doing it. You would hear people going, ah, you know, I don't want to say nothing. Because, see, I ain't jealous of nobody. So now when you try to educate your friend or educate people, they want to label you as a hater, as somebody that's jealous of them and all that. And I look at people and go, how the fuck are we jealous of you? You're the one that complain about your shit. And we jealous of you. <laughs> oh, we want those problems. Oh, my God. That was my lifelong dream to meet someone, have to move in and rape my kid. Oh, my God. I always wanted that. I thought about that when I was a little girl. Oh, my goodness. You know what else? I wanted a nigga that would cheat on me, make me look like a fucking idiot out there in the street. Yeah, that's a life goal. Oh, my goodness. I want the mothers and the, and the family to hate me and dog me out and drag me. That's all I wanted, and to look like a fool out here in these streets. Oh, my goodness. How could you accomplish such beautiful things? And I never got that. I just got a man that loves me, that accepts me, you know, that allows me to be me, and that facilitates everything I want to do. And me, I do the same for him. Oh, my God, that's wrong. Oh, I never wanted that. I want the nigga that's gonna dog me out, drag me. I want the nigga that has a family that's gonna drag me. I want the nigga that's gonna use me, drive my car, and have other bitches in it. Oh my God, I'd rather have that life. I don't, I don't want the life where I'm progressing and me and my, me and my mate are planning a life together and we are setting a foundation. No, 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 no. That's a nightmare. No, no, no. But I'm jealous of you with the nigga that don't even wanna be with you. The nigga that, don't even acknowledge you. Or the female that is dogging you out and having you take care of kids that's not even yours. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love that story. Who the fuck? Are you serious? Like, yo, that, that's baffling to me. That's baffling to me. One time, because I don't drink and smoke. So I was hanging out with friends and it was like, oh, my God, I know it must sucks to be you. You don't have to, um, you know, you can't drink and smoke. Like, you're really missing out. I said, what? What the fuck? Yeah, you're missing out. Sure, I want to kill myself. Oh my God, I always want to dr- die young. Oh, that's a lifelong dream. Oh my God. Yeah, I always want to die young. I w- drinkers always look older than, look 10 years older than what they are. Oh my God, yeah. I want to be 50 and look like I'm 90. Ma, you stupid? And I keep it moving. <laughs> Sometimes you have to laugh at a lot of shit, but that's not the whole conversation. The conversation is most people. When you want to correct them. Because I was that person one time. And it took a real fucking woman to tell me, are you stupid? I love the fact that I do have people that know how to snatch my ass back and put me back in alignment. You know, and, you know, the people pleasing, the I want to be the perfect mate when that other person doesn't have your best interests at heart. When that other person just needed someone and instead of them being honest, just saying, you know what? I just needed you because I didn't, I didn't have no one in my corner. And I know that you would ride with me until the wheels fall off. But you know what? Now that I'm free, I, I don't need you anymore. And now that I'm where I need to be, I don't need you anymore. So then we become bitter. We become mad. We become angry. Oh, my God. We want to kill the world. We want to talk about how all men are dogs and all of that. But then, hold up, mirror and the number one thing that hurts a motherfucker the most is when someone say, but I never asked you to do that. Oh, my God. That's up there with blocking a motherfucker. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you blocked me. Yeah. Oh, why? I never. What? The same way when someone tells you, but I never asked you to do all that. What? What? And in reality, they didn't. In reality, they didn't. They didn't. I met uh, a couple. And the dude was talking about how he needed a ride and how he, you know, he's going to save it for transportation. And his sister brought him a car. Okay. He didn't ask her. He was just, you know, voicing the things he needed. So because she loved him and she wants her man to be better, she brought him a car. So, he started riding other females in it. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Oh my god, you know I brought this car for you." He said, "But I ain't asked you to. I was telling you what I wanted. You did it, so I took it as a gift. Thank you. Or when you break up, I want my car back." Why? You gave it to him. And he didn't ask you. You, but I was doing something good, were you? Were you? What were your intentions when you were buying this car? And did you ask them? And where their rules set, you know, but if it's a gift, there should be no rules here. This is for you. People would walk to me and say, here, this to keep you honest. And they would put money in my hands. They didn't know I needed it because at times I sure did. But I was grateful. I didn't go back and they didn't go back and be like, oh, but I gave you this. They didn't do that to me. Now, whatever they did behind my back, that was on them. But to me, no. And I didn't have to utter those words, but I didn't ask you to. I was grateful. That I got it. You have those people that are in these situations. Because they're not relationships. Situations. Where I want you to open your eyes and see. See what you're stepping into. What's wrong with being friends first? Like, why do we overstep that? You know, that's like after Halloween you go into the um, store and they got all this Christmas decorations. What, how do you skip over Thanksgiving. Oh, and don't come to me with the, oh, it's a, it's a killer holiday, it should be a of Shut up. You've been fucking practicing Thanksgiving since you was in your mama goddamn womb. Shut up. Stop telling me that shit. It don't always mean about all of that. I might be thankful just to sit down with my fucking family, the ones I have here, because all the rest of them done died. Or friends that I appreciate that's still living, because all the rest of them done died. When you lose 15 people in one fucking year, within a six-month time... Then you can come and talk to me. Other than that, sit the fuck down. Yeah, that's why I'm in therapy. So anyway, it's like skipping that step. You're so used to it that now, oh, we don't need anymore. Oh, don't worry about Thanksgiving. It's, it's, it's white man's holiday. We don't eat turkey. Well, neither do out, I, but I still celebrate it. So, okay. So uh, we, we skipped that part of being a friend. Because we want, we are so desperate, we're so thirsty right now, we just jump onto, I need a man, or I need a partner, or I need a woman. We just jump onto that. And then when we find out, oh, shit, this motherfucker is crazy, or this heifer don't know how to be fucking faithful, or, oh, my God, they come with problems. And then now you want to be mad. But you skip the most important step of being friends. And then when you tell them, yo, let's be friends... A motherfucker getting a bag. What? What do you mean be friends? Yeah, friends. I mean, I can't live with you? Fuck no. Oh, you mean to tell me we can't just go and uh, be together and tell the world and take pictures? Why? You my friend now. Oh, so I don't want you and nobody else to say stop. Slow down. Setting healthy boundaries. We can't just skip over these steps. Get to know someone. Have a conversation. Learn out who they are. Let them learn who you are. Just trying to decide. If this is the avenue I want to go down. Seeing the red flags in the floors. If you want to accept them, great. Don't complain. Or saying, you know what? You're a cool friend, but you're not not what I'm looking for in a mate. Oh, well, fuck you. And I wasn't wrong. Okay, then. Bye. (laughs) Don't forget to take your... uh, Oh, she was really a magazine on your way out. Okay, bye. And that's it. That's all. But because of fear, because of no one's going to want me. Well, you know, when my ex-husband, when he told me, you would never find nobody like me. I bust out laughing. Oh my God. I still laugh every time I fucking think of it. I bust out. I'm talking about, it was that laugh that I peed on myself. The tears was running down my face. Oh, my God, I laughed so fucking hard. Every time I think about it, I still laugh so goddamn hard. Man, I laughed from the from my daughter's house to the car to the apartment where I was staying. Man, I laughed. So, I went in the house and took a shower. I was still laughing. I think I laughed for three days. Oh, my God, I laughed. Even now, I'm smiling and joking the fuck out. That was the funniest shit in the world. Why do people say that to me? You'll never find nobody like me. i Fucking pray to God I don't, because the next one, I, my body. How <laughs> would you say that shit to me, knowing I'm going to crack the fuck up? You shouldn't have been in my life in the first place. Like, oh, my God, that is the funniest shit somebody can ever say to me. You will never find nobody like me. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> oh, my God. That shit is so funny to me. But you will have people that say that. Eh. The person that's hearing it be like, oh my God, I'm never gonna find nobody. Motherfucker, you better not find nobody like him. If it is, then you're the problem because you don't know how to pick people. Stop dating that goddamn cat. Go get some therapy, girl, because this is trauma. Stop trauma bonding. Stop stop with the oh my gosh, that shit is so crazy. Stockholm Syndrome. Stop becoming the person that you just left that treated you like shit. Like, where do you see the similarities at? You don't look like them. You're not them. These people are manipulators. They're horrible. Why do you want to be them? Oh, my God. And when you see a trait or see something that is in you that you don't like and you're healing, don't try to use it to manipulate the other person. Like, no. Like, I hate pizza. I don't like pizza. I think pizza is fucking disgusting. But if I have nothing else to eat then I'm going to eat the crust, but I don't like pizza. Pizza is nasty. So if you're sitting there with me, oh my God, you got to eat this pizza. If you love me, you will eat this pizza. Well, I guess I don't love you. Bye. (laughs) That's it. That is simple. It is nothing in between. Why do we have to make shit so complicated? Yes or no. I always, you know, I laugh because I go, wow, about the about to move me up here in these mountains. And this is the most simplest fucking area you ever met. Even when you go to any kind of business or whatever, it's either yes or no. There's nothing in between. There's no surprise hitting agendas. Yes or no. Do you want this? Yes. Here. Do you want this? No. Thank you. And they move on to the next person. You don't. Why do people when they hear, oh, well, no, but no, no, let me explain why. No is a complete sentence. No, okay, no. All right, I don't need to know why you said no. I don't care why you said no. I didn't want the, you. listen, you didn't want my service. Thank you. And I'm moving on to the next person. Well, why, well, why did they say no? Do you think I offended them? Oh my God, maybe I had the wrong color. May, I should have prayed to my ego. No, baby, no, it's a complete business. It's okay, they don't want your services. Go somewhere else. That's it. I'm not gonna get online and make a whole fucking post about, well, they said no to me. Why are you in your feelings? Oh my God, I be trying to do the best and they, everybody say no to me. Yo, you got a hidden problem. Like, no is a complete sentence. It's the same thing. Yes, okay, no. You know how many no's I've heard? Listen, I worked for Love Shack, for John Cornetto one time. <laughs> and he said, for every, for every thousand no, you gonna appreciate that one yes. People would come in at first in the shop, and they'd be like, no, no. No matter what, I tried to sell them. No, 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 no. But then I remember what John said. We not yes come. And what happened? All those no's. No, no, no. Here I am like, am am I doing it right? Am I doing the Disney greet? You know, hey, give them a few minutes, go back. You know, am I doing that? Am I doing the steps? Am I selling? Maybe I'm a horrible customer service person. Maybe I'm a horrible salesperson. I can't sell shit no matter what. For the first seven days, I ain't sell nothing, nothing else. I started wearing like loose clothing, and then I went to wear tight clothing, tight t-shirts, had my locks up, you know. Now I'm trying to look like this fucking sex vixen or whatever, still no. So each day I would go home and be like, oh my God, why they say no? I'm trying, oh my God. Craig t- God bless listen to that, telling my husband. And John came and said, it's okay. For every no, imagine the yes. And the day that person did say yes, they spent over $600 and shit. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was like, even wrote me a beautiful um, comment. Like, this person is a great salesperson. You know, they knew what I wanted. They understood. They didn't judge me. This was my first time here. And I wound up buying more, you know, because I was educated on these products. And you couldn't tell me nothing. Oh, my God. I was batting a thousand now after that. But it wasn't my clothes. It wasn't anything. That person just didn't want the help from me. They didn't want what I had. And that's okay. It's okay at the end of the day. I'm not for everyone. And I learned that shit working at the Love Shack. And trust me, you learn a lot. So... I'm okay with not being for everyone. Go, go find the person that is for you. When someone says, oh my God, you're too much. Great, because I don't need to be too less of anything. Thank you. Go find what, what's in your vibe. It's okay. The same way. Females have this. I always say the sister cord, the sister bond is strong, right? It is. I'm not going to sit and say no more that the bond is breaking. No, the sister bond is strong. Just a lot of sisters are not healed. And they just took it as because they got betrayed or they got played or no one's signing up to their bullshit that now the say, oh, I can't be around women. No, you know, because women are addictive and I can't be around a bunch of women because they were jealous of me. No, ma. No, no. You can't be around women because they're going to check you. They're not going to embarrass you. They're going to check you. And see, you don't want to be checked because you don't want to grow up and be responsible. What you want to do is play the victim because you'll find some simple ass man or somebody simple and tell you, oh, you write write the cosign on your bullshit until everything start going fucking wrong. And then you want to come over here to the sister tribe and be like, I'm sorry. But guess what? We still accept you. And we'll start the process of helping you heal. There's sisters that will tell you, girl, go get some therapy. Oh, my God, they jealous of me. How? How? You need some help. Your shit is above my pay rate. Shit, girl, you need some therapy. You need to unpack some shit. You need to become unstuck. Why keep on picking the wrong man? Why you keep on being the doormat for everybody? What happens to the doormat? After a while, that shit get raggedy, and they throw it out and replace it with something new. Why? Why why do you put yourself in these situations? Oh, my God. I want to love because, you know, my parents didn't love me. How about loving yourself? How about doing that? But like I said, those three sisters taught me so much in my lifetime that I'm forever grateful. I am. I'm forever grateful. No, my story isn't complete. No, I'm still learning. Yes, I'm still in therapy. But I definitely own my shit. And I take those L's. You know? I was with a guy that one time, I just knew he was, you know, so cool. And in reality, this nigga was, was a horror. Dating other women and just doing all of that. And I'm like, wow, wow, wow. And the first thing, you know, his ass got caught. Because I can't say all men do that. His ass got caught. Oh, you know, they lying on me. I would never do that until the girl wrote. And then I, I answered her. I did. I wasn't disrespecting. Me and the girl wound up being cool friends at the end of the day. Because we were. We were so cool. Like, I really do. I have a great love for her. You know? And we wound up being cool friends. And that motherfucker couldn't understand that. He was like, wait, what? I was like, nah, she a cool sister. Like, yo. And it wasn't on no, I want to be your friend to expose you or anything like that. Nah. Nish was a cool fucking girl. Yeah, Nish she was a cool girl she wound up being mad cool mad like mad cool spiritualist the whole time. and then you have to watch out for those dudes that are obsessed with spiritual women like you do you have motherfuckers that's obsessed with spiritual women or oh my god and I've seen sisters do this and I just be looking like Ma, why you want to your life up oh I'm the daughter of Oshun because men love me
2: what
0: they loved all Arisha females. Like, you didn't hear none of them being all messed up. Like, even, even yeah, what? Stop. You know, and then dudes, you have a lot of dudes that are so obsessed with just daughters of Oshun. That's all they want to do because they think that when they date them, they're dating Oshun. Like, you have to be careful. This world is, listen, the world has always been like this. We just have more access because social media. That's it. But the world has always been like this. That's why when people go, oh my God, this person did this. And I'd be like, okay, so you never hung in the street? And yes, I did. So who the fuck you hanging around? Mickey Mouse and them? Because in the street is where shit is raw and real. Like, for real. So, you know, my part two is, I want you to recognize the characteristics in every person you dated. What is similar? What is similar? Because they all have the same characteristics. What is similar? What is it that you are attracted to that you had in all of your relationships, all consistency? And when you identify it, I want you to find someone as a friend. You don't have to date them. Please don't. And find someone opposite of that. Someone that has none of those qualities. Someone that has none of that characteristic. I want you to think outside the box. Because... The grace that you're going down now, it, it doesn't end well. If you keep doing the same thing over and over and thinking that you're going to get a different result or a different outcome, it's insanity. It is. First sign up for therapy. For real. And if you are, don't go to therapy thinking that, oh, but they ain't going to understand me. They licensed for that shit. Open up. Unpack. Let all of the things out. Unpack that shit. Let it out. Let it out. You paying these people. You might as well have them work. Let them do the job that they are experienced in. Give it all to them. And then, write down the ones that's consistent. The characteristics that you've seen in every person. You know, um, mine was always men that were, that didn't have a mom, right? Or their mom wasn't really active in their life. And I started dating someone that had great love for their mother, right? Outside of the box, you know? And I seen I ain't like neither one of those characteristics no more. The ones that had problems with their mother, they know how to respect women. The ones that were under their mother too much, their mother wanted to rule their lives. And if you didn't fit her criteria of who she who she was, then she would try to sabotage your relationship. So now I just want someone that, you know... I, I I changed the whole atmosphere. I changed, But I had to change it with myself. Why, I, why was I looking for these guys that had problems with their mom? Well, my mother was dead. So I felt that since I don't have my mother, you shouldn't be in your mother life neither. See how the crazy shit is? Yeah, I didn't say I was perfect. Then I had someone that, okay, I want to do the opposite. I was dating someone that loved their mother. But then that mother was broken because... And I was a mother, and I was broken. That mother was broken because she wanted to be control of everything. She had to know how much money you had. She had to know what you were doing, who your friends were, where you were going. And that shit is aggravating as fuck. To date a mama's boy or to date someone that wants to have control. And I had to look at myself, am I like that? And I was, in a sense, to my own children. And I had to back off. I had to back off, and I did. I don't get in that business. I don't care. What 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 are you doing? I, I, no. No. I, that, and that's what the conversation I had to have with myself. What are you doing, girl? What? What? This ain't you. Your mother wasn't in your business like that. Only when you came to her. Then, yeah, she's going to give you her opinion. She's going to give you her experience. Other than that, why are you in these people's business? These children are grown now. They got their own kids. They got everything. So why are you in a business? So I had to take a look at that. I had to take a look at, you know, oh, what what was lacking in my life that I had to be in everybody else's fucking business or try to help heal the world. Like, I wasn't Jesus. I'm not... I didn't get on nobody's cross. So, why am I in these people's business? Why, did, why is their business so important that I didn't... You know, I'm not... I'm ignoring my shit. Like, no. What am I not willing to face? So, I had to do all of that. The same way. I was dating these men that were wanting to be saved. But in reality... It was me that was drowning. It was me that need the help. And when you start identifying all those things about you, then you'll see none of that shit made sense. Not a one. So that's why when my ex-husband, I'm telling y'all, man, y'all don't understand. When he stood there... In the middle of my daughter's house and said, you will never find nobody like me. Man, I bust out. And the laugh became contagious because they were like, what the fuck she's laughing for? And everybody else started laughing. Like, oh, my God, it was a domino effect. And that just made him even more madder. More madder. Where he had to know why I was laughing. So he was like, come on, I'm going to take you home. Child, even in the car, I was laughing. Oh, my God. I pissed all over myself. I was laughing. And the more I laughed, the more... I don't even remember all the shit he was saying, but I know he was going in. And I just kept on laughing. I kept... It was just... Oh, my God. I laughed all the way outside of the car. I laughed all the way up in the house. I was laughing in the shower because see, I am pissy and laughing. The tears is running down my goddamn face, and I'm still laughing. And now, without even think about it, it just it makes me laugh even more because I'm like, why would you say that out of all people to my cuckoo ass? Like, but then I had to realize that was the funniest shit to me. You right, I'm never gonna find nobody like you. The same way as someone bullying you and you stand up for yourself or any of that. You right, you got me the first time and you did all the fuck shit. You right, that's never and never belongs to God. What happened to me, not in this life, the next life or any generation to come. And now that I know better, I am required to do better and now to teach the next generation. And God damn it, I make sure I tell them in a heartbeat. No, no. Because the first thing starts with loving yourself. We have to teach our girls, our boys, all of our people to love themselves. Self-love is the universal love. So when you tell my four-year-old granddaughter, you're so beautiful. She goes, I know. Thank you. She already knows she's beautiful. Nobody don't need to validate her. You tell best friend, you're so beautiful. You're so intelligent. I know. How you know? Because I am. <laughs> who told you that? Nobody. I know who I am. You. Ask, Who's the smartest person in your family? I am. They be like, you were five. And <laughs> education doesn't come with an age, mama. And that's what she she's And She's Five. Five. I don't need to be validated, and those are the those are my nephew and me should always say, you know how we get a girl fifty million girls can walk past us on the on the corner. all we got to do is say oh my, you beautiful, the first one that turns around we already know we got them The ones that keep going we know that they have a father, a mother they have a positive image in their life, even if they don't have their father and mother someone taught them earlier on to love yourself first all the other ones they don't they don't have no one they they need validation they need all of that so You have manipulators out there. You have motherfucking predators out there. You have so much that's out there. And a man that tells you, oh my God, these are my kids and I only known you for two weeks. Baby, move. Move. A woman that will allow you to sleep in her home with her kids under her roof. And you haven't haven't been in her life more than two years. That's a red flag. That's a fucking problem. There's something wrong. That bitch will boil your fucking bunny at the end of the day when you say, yo, I don't want to be around you. She will call your family and make up all kinds of lies and rumors. Be careful of that. I keep trying to tell y'all that. A dude that will come into a woman's house and he already knows she got fucking problems, low self-esteem, and she you, he already knows this. You're thirsty. He is going to use you like a fucking cheap goddamn piece of tissue, blow his ass and wipe his nose and throw you away. I don't need you to go through that. I get enough stories about that. But it's so it's so sad because when you tell these young sisters as well as the older ones cuz age doesn't have anything to do with it. The first thing they want to say is this is why I don't fuck with people. Oh my god. But then when they get their ass handed to them on a the platter psh, and listen, broken people they don't like to own that they broken oh my god no they will camouflage that shit they'll be everywhere else they'll tell you what to do why because it's easy to pick up a magnifying glass and they can pinpoint everything wrong with your fucking life but when it comes to that mirror of them holding that up that heavy-ass mirror they blind they can't see shit oh my god i didn't know that stop lying i was in session one time and the girl was like yeah i was with the guy and so the first thing i asked was how long you knew him?" She was like, oh, I met him online and stuff, you know, and, um, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. It matters a lot. Well, you know what? Anyway, I met him. It was like three weeks in and, you know, he, he, he was spending the night. Oh, okay. And I shut up through the whole conversation because I wanted her to say it out loud. Because sometimes when you say it out loud, I want to see if it does it make sense to you. Oh, you know what I get? Oh, my God, if I you be judging people. Oh, my God, we all ain't like you. Some of us need a man. Oh, my goodness, we can't all be strong. Oh, my goodness. What? You know therapy is real. It's not It's not a figment of your imagination. Oh, I, I don't do therapy. Ain't nothing wrong with me. Denial is a, a river. Yeah, it's a, hell of a, it's a hell of a river, though. We all seem to sp- just swim in it. But yet, and still, nobody really has been there <laughs> physically. Spiritually and mentally, we stay in that motherfucker. Denial, oh, my God. We are always there. We are always there. Oh, my God, we in denial. Yeah. And and we laugh. We laugh and we sit there and say, it's not us. You know, I'm I'm a good person. You know, it's just God is testing me. Oh, my God, we got to stand for everything when we fuck up. Oh, my goodness. hell was... Uh-uh, we, we got to self-medicate ourselves. We got to get high even more. You know, oh, my God, she's not talking to me. And, oh, let's block her because she's too much. She's a hater. Oh, okay, all of that. I'll take all of that. But do you know on the other side of healing, it's so amazing. You see so much shit. Man, you see the shit that you did wrong. And you just, you're happy that you changed your life. It's a happiness that you can't really describe and there's no rules to it. You know, if you want to take off and not do nothing, you can do it. Who who's going to come and beat you up? If you want to walk away from something, you can do that. Who's going to come and tell you no? But we get in these these modes of oh my god, they're going to judge me because we're so we're so Worried about what people think and how we define a relationship is the slave master mentality. We have to own you. You are ours. Or, you know what? I want to make my baby daddy jealous. You know, for the longest, I hated my ex-husband. Oh, my God. I hated my kid's father. I couldn't stand him. I was really angry with myself. I choose it. I lay down with it. I saw something in it that I wanted to be around. So I can't get mad at him no more. He was being who he wanted to be. I was the one that was being a fake and a phony. Because I seen him from the door. Yet and still, I still want to do it. So the only one I'm mad at is myself. And I don't have no ill will against him. I don't. I don't I don't feel bad for him. I don't feel great for him. He's just a person. And to, to be honest, he kept it real from the door. I was the one that wanted something else. I was the one that thought I could change him. I Oh, but he got kids... <laughs> Excuse me. He got kids, he's supposed to grow up. No, he's not. Kids don't make you do anything. Kids don't make you have a man. Kids don't make you help you keep a man. That, that's some hostage territory. That, what? I will not negotiate with, with hostages and fucking kidnappers. No. No, because that's what we were doing. We want to make a man take care of it. Oh, if he loved his kids, he'd be there. Not all the time. Not all the time. Oh, but you know what? Somebody put witchcraft on him. Ain't nobody put no witchcraft on him. That boy ain't want to be in your life in the first place. You made him. You trapped him. You know how many goddamn uh, fucking turkey-based babies are running around, what I call them, around in in fucking Queens, New York? That boy didn't want no kid. You just did it. And you kept doing it. He just wanted the pussy. That's it. Let's be honest. But we can't face those things. We don't want those conversations. Because now the kid is here. Oh my God, his father's not in his life. He wasn't even in your life, huh? You thought you would have a kid to keep him. Or you thought that girl would stay if you put a baby in her. Shit, now you kind of question, is it your baby? So, let's change the narrative. Okay, like I said, do this one. Because we're going to also heal. You know, everything, work is 80%. That's that's spirituality. 8% is work. 20% is, you know, magic. But 80% is work. So, once again, write down the characteristics that are the same in each person you dated. Be a man, woman, whatever. And then, turn it over. And ask yourself why. Why are you so attracted to that? If you're attracted to a man that don't like to clean, look around your house. And don't give me that, opposites attract, stop it. If a man that has problems with his mother, how's your relationship with your mother? If a man that loves to cheat, are you able to be faithful? You know, and why? Why, why are you faithful? Why? Why are you faithful or why are you doing wife duties to a man that's your boyfriend? What are you trying to prove? That you want him to marry you, that he can see that um, you're wife material? Listen, even Steve Harvey said that. A man know right then and there whether he wants you to be in his life or not. It's nothing to prove. He, he knows right then and there. He knows right then and there. If he wants you to carry his last name, he knows right then and there. There's no guessing. There's no oh, maybe. He knows right then and there. And if a man is so amped, to spend a night at your house. I, I can't stress this enough. With your kids there. That's not a man. That's not a man. That's not a man. Right when he meet you? Nah, that's not a man. That's a nigga looking for some shelter. Because he on the verge of being a victim of his damn self. That's that's what he is. Keep telling y'all. Since it's winter time here. Niggas looking for a refuge. Then in summer they gonna be gone. They just need a spot. Yeah. Listen. Somebody once said, and I thought that shit was so sad, and they was like, I mean, you should have saw the 8 choir, she and her own. Oh, you know, I know he loved me. He put the cable in his name. I said, what? And they was like, that's right, girl. When a nigga move in your house and they put the cable in your name, that's right. How about, nigga, we don't move in my house? How about, nigga, you buy a house and we all move in? You put the cable in your name, your grandmama name? How about that? Why is that so important to let you know, yo, that's a real man. If he put the cable bill in his name, how the fuck does that make sense? Make it make sense to me sway. How is that? How is it that if a nigga put the cell phone in his name, he's a good man or once a, once every other week, he'll buy juice or a snack for the kids. Or he want the kids to call him daddy. But he ain't doing no daddy duties. And where they real daddy at? And where his kids? Is he the daddy to his kids? Well, I don't know about his kids. He said they all fucked up because the baby mama. But he taking care of mine. You selfish bitch. I can't wait till he dog you out. Yeah, that's the part that gets me mad. Why well, take that man away from his children? But then you have some brothers that's stupid as fuck because they'll do that for their woman. Listen, go build a relationship with your kids before you worry about a relationship. Go, go do that. No, but I want to be with you. Go take care of your goddamn kids. For real. I ain't going to keep you long because it's unsolicited. You know, I told y'all what to do. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate, you know, all of the feedback of talking about, you know, my podcast, the momentum that it's getting. It's never easy trying, not even trying. It's never easy Doing things and you're the first one or out of your circle to do it Um, because you have to stay consistent and some days you know because there's no rules some days you may have to step back and gather your thoughts and you know take a day off and take a mental health day or mental health break and just go and do something totally the opposite and then come back once you get refilled you know um, also, just, just being you, you know, you, you got you to gotta make sure that you're comfortable with you and know that some things you post, some things you talk about, it's going to piss a lot of people off, but that's okay. I'm good with that. I've always been good with that. Not everybody's going to like what I have to say because some people won't understand your truth. Some people would just hate the messenger and won't listen to the message. Some people <coughs> feel that, you know, oh, you you have no right talking about that. I talk about my life experience. And if I lived it, I'm going to talk about it. Best thing I can tell you is don't be a part of my story. That's it. But you have some people that figured, oh, well, it's, it's what it is. No, it's just me and my life experience, and I want to share it with you. Well, what gives you the authority, God? (laughs) I remember I met this sister real quick, right, Mufasa, and she lives in London, and I I didn't know she was black. I mean, I read her book, and I was, like, so amazed to her. She came to the States. She came to Phoenix and Dragon in Atlanta, and she writes books about, you know, spiritual and uplifting and things like that. And she breaks down words and lets you see the root of it and why we shouldn't say them and why we should use more of them, things like that. And I remember a lady asked her, you know, because she was like, yeah, I studied under this guru and I did this and I went over to India and I stayed at the Ashram and I did this. So she looked at the lady Mustafa and she said, Mufasa, and she said, who did you train under? What gives you license? to talk about this. And she said, God. And I turned and I looked, right? Cause I, like I said, I was so amazed at the sister. And cause when she came in, she was beating the drum. And she was like, the drum is the heartbeat. And when you walk in, I want all of us to be on the same heartbeat. So I thought that was amazing. So anyway, the lady looked and was like, excuse me. She said, God, God gave me the license. God gave me the knowledge. God gave me the gift. She said, I don't sit at a man's table and take crumbs and scraps from someone that God gave them a gift to. She said, so you're no greater or no less than me. But unfortunately, me, God gave this to me to share with the world. And the other lady that was with her was like, so who do you think you are, Jesus? She said, no, I'm not a fictitious character. I fell out. She said, I am Mufasa. She said, "Eh, Mubasa. I'm sorry, Mubasa. She said, I am her. She is me. We are one. She said, no, I'm not the great I am. I'm none of that. She said, I am a child of God, of the creator. And I have a gift and an experience, and I share it with the world. She said, now, what do you do, my love? And the lady sat down, and I, in my head, now, since I done heard it, said, that's how you clear, bitch. I said, all right. You know, in my head. But back then, I was like, well done, my Well done. I'm not talking about being in ATRs or DTRs or whatever it is. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about your spiritual life. That's what we talk about. God gave you this gift. Now you can share it with the people in your community, you can share it with the world, or you can keep it to yourself. But know that whatever you do with it, somebody is not going to be happy that you got it. Somebody is not going to be happy that you're even sharing it with one person. It's always somebody. And guess what? Majority of those somebodies are the people that's sitting right next to you. I remember when they told, my, they told me when I was dating my ex-husband, you lay with your enemy. What? I thought, oh, because I'm hanging around with people not knowing that he was the enemy himself. And he was. So, boogermans, enemies, and all of that are not people you don't know. They are the people you know. Most likely, it might be the people that you're with every day. Pray for them. And when you know better, do better. But know that you didn't do this just so you can get loves and likes. You did it so you can educate, uplift. Maybe this story will help someone else. I don't care who likes me and who don't. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, cup of coffee, shit. Not everybody's soft drink. And I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But what you're not going to do is stop. What I was instructed to do. I don't care if you get a group of them, one of them, two of them, whatever. Talk about me. Shit, crucify me. Put me on the cross. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone and there's a cross for me. I carry my own shit. It's okay. But what you're not going to do is stop it. it. Doesn't matter at all. So, have a beautiful life. Enjoy your day. There's no rules. You can take days off. You can be who you want to be. Just be consistent. Don't stop. I love each and every one of you. Catch me on Monday. Get Mug Monday and on Wednesdays. Conversations with E5 Bay. Or, or Right here on Anchor. On TikTok. On YouTube. On Twitter. And definitely the Graham. You'll find me. I give thanks and praise. I